I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Hunting Seasons, the podcast that dares to binge watch, deep dive and break down a season of television each and every week. I'm Broderick Gordis. I'm Damask Leary. And this week we'll be discussing season two of The Good Place. And to help us out, we're joined once again by friend of the show and talented artist, Sean Kirkpatrick. How you doing, Shawnee boy? So good, man. At Shawnee Boy Draws, Twitter and Instagram. The the man, the myth, the legend himself. Got in there right at the top with the plug. That's nice. (laughs) That's what he's here for. Um, (laughs) I hope we're going to... Uh, be contractually obligated to say it in the middle and at the end okay, as well. Okay, sure. Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave it up to Damas to do in the middle and you can do it Just after you finish saying anything, I'll just be like, said Shawnee Boy Draws. <laughs> Hyphen Shawnee Boy Draws. It's a, sh- it's a shame it's not hashtag. Mm. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. Um, and what's been happening with you, man? What have you been up to? <laughs> oh, you know, me and my lovely fiance decided to be a good idea to plan a wedding and move house at the same time oh, you good fucking job. fools while raising a four month old puppy no so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you've moved I didn't realise you're moving yeah no we're moving we got a house in Coburg gonna be moving <gasps> in there next week Yay! I know I know That's we're close way closer we're close to everyone oh, now makes me so happy let the people know where you live specifically <laughs> okay it's it's uh, further away from you Damask but much closer to me That's really rude, happy. Really makes me happy what about you Damask Look, I have had an irritated nostril all day. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I know. Look, I, that's nothing has happened in my life. And I'm not getting married. I don't have a new puppy. <laughs> no one loves me. I'm very alone. You've got a nice cat. That's true, but she doesn't love me. But that's oh. right. No, she does. She's cute. What about you, Brod? How are you? Um, fine, I guess. <laughs> I've got stuff to talk about. We'll talk about it, though, in Off Topic Hot Topic. Oh! What? Off Topic Hot Topic. Uh, that's whatever you were talking about for you. All right, let's start with some news. Uh, let's start with this one from Erin Nuren, N-Y-R-E-N, at Variety. Notting Hill actress Emma Chambers dies at 53. Oh. Did you hear about that? Who's Emma Chambers? Alice I'm from um, The Vicar of Dibley. Did you watch The Vicar of Dibley? That's what? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. Why didn't you warn me? <laughs> it was been in the news for the last three or four days. I'm genuinely really upset oh, about sorry. that. Damask is shedding oh, a tear right now. Oh, no. That's on air well, live real How reaction. did she die? Natural causes is all that's been said. She She's was only 53. 53. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's, that's actually devastating. It is. So, for those who don't know, Fuck. the Vicar of Dibley. The thing is, she was most famous in the UK and in Australia, I think, with Vicar of Dibley. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, in the US, she's most known for being uh, Hugh Grant's 
sister younger in, sister yeah younger yeah. sister in Notting Hill yeah um, but yeah in Australia Vicar of Dibley was an ABC <gasps> classic mm. um, what's the name of the main actress in that Vicar of Dibley Dawn French Dawn French thank you very much I liked her she looks like my mum she looks like your mum oh, oh that's nice that's cute and Alice was sort of like the village idiot basically mm, she's and so cute so innocent and adorable and hilarious she was great so the bit funny. at the end of every Vicar of Dibley episode where um, the vicar whose name suddenly Dibley <laughs> no, it's not Dibley. Uh, no, oh, it'll come to me later. Oh, yeah, it's on the tip of my head. It'll come tongue. to me later. They And she would tell a joke to Alice at the end of every episode. And, and Alice would never get would it. Would never so get cute. it, ever. It was so great. And it was really sad to hear that she died. I haven't seen her in anything in ages, but to hear that Alice died is really sad. Um, Geraldine? Yes, that's there we it. Go. Well Got done. It. So I thought I'd bring that out there. Just uh, <sighs> Valet. Uh, what a Alice. great way to start the show, Brod. <laughs> Emma Chambers, sorry, yeah. Really? <laughs> Bring the I energy had so right much up. energy at the beginning and now I just <laughs> want to go home. You're a shell I, of a woman. I am. Um, my next story comes from Denise Petsky at Deadline. Abby's is the name of the show. Natalie Morales to star an NBC comedy pilot. Um, so this is the new Cheers-esque show from Michael Schur. Have you heard about this? What? No. Yes. Any of the names that you <laughs> yeah, Sorry. Well, Michael Schur, we know. He's the oh, co-creator yeah, yeah, yeah. of uh, Parks and Rec. And of course. He's the man. Good, the good he's place. Um, and Abby's is the name of this new show that his company, um, Fremulon, whatever it's called, is creating. So Fremulon. Nat- yeah, exactly. Um, so they're doing a pilot for that show. And the main character, Abby, is going to be played by Natalie Morales, who... Was um, Tom's girlfriend briefly in Parks. Oh, Thank you. Yes. Right, yeah. Towards the end of the show, yeah. uh, towards the end of Parks and Rec, she, she came in as the girlfriend. I wanted to bring this up mainly because I wanted to just bring up the idea of this Cheers-esque show by Michael How Schur. How is it Cheers? Yeah. Okay, so I'll read out what I've got from this article. For Formula Grinder regular Natalie Morales has landed the lead role in NBC comedy pilot Abby's. Um, written by Josh Malmuth, Mike Scher's Fremulon, Three Arts Universal TV. Um, Abby's echoes the tradition of one of NBC's classic comedy series, Cheers. It is set at an unlicensed bar in San Diego where the regulars enthusiastically enforce a unique set of rules that give them a sense of community and allow them to avoid the frustrated behavior, frustrating behavior found at other establishments. Morales will play the title role of Abby, no-nonsense, slight but strong Abby, uh, was a staff sergeant in the army who did two tours of duty in Afghanistan. Warmly, um, w- uh, sorry, warmly convival, convivial. Mm, okay, words I've never seen before. Don't but, you know? But but I'm never. Glad you you know proofread that before sorry, you started yeah, it But on never air. openly sentimental. <laughs> Abby has found her calling, hosting friends and newcomers in her open air backyard bar, where locals find camaraderie and a kind of sanctuary. It's her livelihood, her lifeblood, and she's clearly unnerved when her new landlord shows up, citing all kinds of reasons why the whole venture is illegal. Because it is illegal. It is very much illegal. It's totally within its rights to be like, (laughs) this should not be happening on my property. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, But I don't know, the idea of a Michael Schur sort of bar comedy interests me, mainly because Cheers is so beloved. In what real capacity is he involved though? Well, it suggests it's it's Fremulon definitely and that's his baby. So he's overseeing at least as a producer, you would think, if not as a, he might come in and write episodes. He's probably helped build up the concept and all that sort of stuff as well. Like if, if that's the case, in then what capacity maybe. was he involved with the office? Um, I don't think he was running the joint, was he? Was he one of the writers? I think he was one of the writers. He was one of the he? writers, like and he, he helped develop it yeah. for yeah. American television. I'm sh- yeah, I imagine it'll be a similar sort of role, probably. Mm. But um, that I, I don't know. I just 
on the basic level of it, I'm, it sounds interesting. I certainly want to check it out. I really want to go back and check out Cheers, though. That's the thing I want to... Cheers is good. To. And uh, again, I've seen... The bits and pieces I've seen. I've seen great. so much of Frasier, but barely any of Cheers. It's funny that, because Frasier started in Cheers, right? And then he, yeah. there was a spin-off series. Yeah. Just a side note while we're talking about Michael Schur. Um, Amy Poehler and Michael Schur politely request the NRA to fuck off from posting any more Parks and Rec <laughs> yes. gifts. Did you guys see this? I did. Yes. Yeah, I commented on it. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a gif of, of uh, Leslie. Yeah. Saying something I can't even remember what it was, and yeah, just everybody that. involved with the show was like, "Fuck, fuck off!" off. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, I'm going to go through some quick headlines, and I want you to tell me based on the headline if you want to hear more about it. Yes. All right. If it's any more death, then no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, this is the death of the internet. FCC orders net neutrality to end in April. Fuck off. What does this mean for Australians? Don't know yet, actually. That's a really good question. I'm not sure what that means for us, except that anything that changes overseas is likely to affect laws here as well. Mm. So I don't really know. But net neutrality, do we understand the idea of net neutrality? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Basically the idea that at this point in time, you everybody has access to the If you have the internet, you can access any part of it, essentially. There's no reason yeah. you can't get onto it. Um, at least your ISPs can't dictate where you can and can't go. But net neutrality is apparently coming to an end, at least in the States, meaning that... Internet providers might charge you more to for Netflix, so for instance, mm, or they might make yeah. it so Netflix is in a slow lane that you the uh, streaming services that they partner with might get bandwidth, but you only get slow bandwidth with Netflix unless you pay them more and so on and so forth, um, which is all pretty fucked, yep. the whole thing. Sounds like a great way to stimulate the economy, Broad. <laughs> I'm just staring at yeah, Sean death with dead stare eyes. At Sean. <laughs> um, so apparently that yeah, April is when that's going to be done. Net neutrality is over, and companies can do whatever the fuck they want. ISPs can fuck people around. Uh, there's a I lot of there's a lot of opposition going on. Still. Fire. It's just a Start cool again. time to live in America, isn't it? <laughs> Everything's going so well over yeah. there. Mate. All right, second headline: Joss Whedon exits Batgirl movie. Oh yeah, I did I didn't read know that, that he actually. Was in it, he announced it was announced sometime he was around playing Batgirl. Yeah. <laughs> oh great! <laughs> around yeah. the time of Justice League coming out, because he got attached to Justice League to take over from Zach Whedon. Zach uh, Whedon. There is a Zach Whedon. Old Snyder. Old I know. Brother. I know. Zach Snyder, <laughs> and uh, and then that was a disaster. But that's yep. who knows. Knows whose fault that was, <laughs> but yeah, the Batgirl thing, and then he's since walked away and basically said he didn't have a story, so he was attached to this project. <laughs> whether DC said, "Hey, we really want you for this role," or he said, "Can I please do it?" Either way, he's turned around and gone. Mm, don't really have anything for it. <laughs> that, I just think that's really passionate. interesting. I think it says a lot about the uh, DC sort of like yeah what they're doing, trying to make these to be like I can't movies. think of one idea that I can give you guys. <laughs> I don't think it's necessarily. I wonder if he wasn't he couldn't think of an idea. I wonder if he couldn't think of a good enough idea to turn into a movie. I think he couldn't that, think that he of was a good enough, enough excuse <laughs> yeah. to get out of it. Yeah, possibly. There's a lot of talk about whether he might have been dumped by DC really because they weren't the response to the. The Justice League was so bad. Every, a lot of people which are blaming Justice League. Every move DC <laughs> makes just feels like Principal Skinner saying, "No, it's the children that are wrong." <laughs> basically, <laughs> but a lot of people have talked. Well, we don't even know if the Batgirl movie is still going to go ahead. It it didn't get. It didn't get started anyway. Like it just didn't get anywhere. He didn't get to writing it. He didn't get to casting it. Batgirl Nothing has happened. gotten a really cool reboot yes. in the last few years. Yes, it has. She's rocking an awesome outfit. Yep. She's got like a whole comic series. Yep. There's a big wealth of story to explore there. Mm-hmm. I don't think, not in the current DC. Is it the DCU? Is that what it's called? The to DC be fair, I can't see universe. her as a character fitting into the current. Yeah, they called the DCEU. I think. Yeah. Right. 
the current cinematic universe. No, yeah. have you heard about the rumors that they might just straight up uh, reboot the series? Though there's there's a, there's a movie coming out. Uh, they've announced Flashpoint. Surely they don't have any good faith left. The Flashpoint in the comic books was one of those things that comic studios do, where they basically just rejigger the continuity. Mm. <laughs> So there's talk that they might do that with Flashpoint where basically they'll go, forget everything that happened so far. We'll keep Wonder Woman because that was working. Uh, Batman might not be uh, Ben Affleck anymore. It might be somebody else and everything else is different. We're just going to sort of start again. What a uh, fucking mess. Wouldn't that be amazing if that's what they went? Ditch like cinematic universes and just let Marvel... Just you let Marvel won. do it. They you know. won. It's fine. We don't need to have them. We don't need... The mummy and Frankenstein that's hanging not ha- out together. Don't worry, the mummy did so poorly, that's not going to happen anyway. The Dark oh, Universe know, yeah. is dead. They announced, they cast everyone. Like Johnny <laughs> Depp was in it, Javier Bardem. <laughs> all these people were, were cast in it and then they were just like, oh, that's not going to happen anymore. Side note, did you see the fantastic photo shoot that Javier Bardem and Dev Patel had? Yes, I did the, see that. No, what was it for? Oh, man. Who knows? No one knows. You don't need a reason. Just a fun day out with a good buddy. Check yeah. out the... Fo- hang on, I'll see if I can bring just up this. Yeah, can you bring it up this for is, me? This is really great for podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everyone, Google well, pop, Dev Patel and out. Javier Bardem right now. Now, <laughs> I'm pressing Clickety enter. Clack, do the now. image search on Google. Okay, I'm clicking on images. Oh my God. And we're looking at them right now. Look at this. Look, they're looking fine. Look, Dev Patel. I was joking like when I was said it's just a day out with it's a good buddy. And that's actually what it is. Now, the funny thing here <laughs> Does is. Does anyone know why they did this photo? Dev Patel has a golf club and Javier Bardem has a, a football. football. <laughs> Those don't mix. I think it might be a bit of a troll, but it's a very handsome troll. <laughs> do we. This is, okay, it's a. Okay. They're starring in Emma Gildo Zegner's Spring Summer 2008 campaign. So oh, maybe it's, oh, it's a fashion, fashion thing. No, Fashions. Yeah. Okay, I mean, they good. do look It wasn't fantastic. just candid photos of them hanging out as best buds. <laughs> no. That's a shame. No. Just right. the other thing that's come up with if Batgirl is still going ahead, though, a lot of people are going, well, who should we get to write it? Do we have any like ideas on people we'd like to write a Batgirl film? Oh, that's a good question. There's a lot of, que- lot of people pitching ideas for, especially female writers. The big yeah. criticism when. Whedon was Whedon was announced to it attached to it was well uh, yes he's got that pedigree from doing Buffy and so on but why not get an actual female writer to write it mm. yeah um, do, do any come to mind straight away nope my, straight away my That's... brain goes dabbler Cody which is shows how much <laughs> I know about writers <laughs> this, in Hollywood this is my ignorance of not like investing enough time in learning like f- female writers names and things but I don't like I don't memorize a lot of names of people like of series or movies unless I'm really, really into it, mm. which is why I'm all down for Patty Jenkins now because she proved her soul in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, she proved her soul in your eyes? Proved her, wait, is proved her salt a uh, No, you've totally made that up. Just like, proved her worth. Combined, proved her worth. Or worth her weight worth in her salt. gold. I don't know where the <laughs> salt, salt comes from. Worth her weight in soul, Look, I think salt. it is. <laughs> Salty, salty old Patty Jenkins is salty old Patty Jenkins. <laughs> yeah. She is Hashtag yeah. salty old Patty Jenkins. <laughs> all yep. right, let's move. I've lost so, all credibility. No, no, if you can't with any rise in any stage, you're like, oh yeah, they should do it. Let me know. I'm interested. Look, I'll be honest. I don't mind the idea of Diablo Cody. Yeah, yeah, I don't want Diablo Cody. What did she do? I, like I, she did like, uh, Juno and Jennifer's Body. Yeah, Jennifer's yeah. Body, and she did um, oh the thing with Tony Collette. That's uh, the show. The United States, States of Tara, Tara oh, which I loved. I heard that that was good. Yes. It is very it was good. very good. Cool. And she did that one with Shelley Theron, Young Adult. That oh, was yeah. Good. I don't think I ever saw that. Yeah. I've realised that <laughs> I my, really enjoy her dialogue. My catchphrase is, I hear, heard that was good or I hear that's good. Yeah. I, I just don't oh, go out and watch good. things. Get out there, man. I just absorb other people's Oh, Greta Gerwig. 
I mean, when you said any female writers, I was like Greta Gerwig, but I was like, this is a superhero film. And? But it's a superhero film about, like, she, she'd have a great perspective on that, I feel like. Add that sort of generational voice. Yeah. And put that She's into a superhero. She's never action, though. I she, doesn't, she doesn't need... The thing is, the thing is, the action is not the bit, bit you necessarily need to write. That's the bit where you go... Throw that to the stunt coordinators. You know what? You let, that's the bit the studio can do. Get someone to come up with the story about what the film's about and yeah. write the dialogue. That's the what di- I want yeah. figured right. out. Then there's none. other bits. The yeah, other bits right. done. There's any any any. You get her partnered with someone who knows what they're doing there, mm. um, and that's fine. But get her to write the story it would be perfect. I would. Oh man, get her to direct too. Again, she doesn't have to direct the action. You can get mm. cinematographers who know what they're doing to do that stuff and stunt coordinators. I think I need to see Lady Bird. You do because right now I'm thinking of like the films of hers that I've seen. I was like, I don't know if she could write a superhero film, but maybe that's what superhero films need is a nice little mix up. I, I think I think if you're going to do a Batgirl film, mm. that's especially when you're talking about the current reboot yeah. of her, a voice like that would be really really good right. for it. Okay. Hmm, anyway, interesting. Um, okay, last little headline: McDonald's announces Szechuan sauce returns and a podcast on how its Rick and Morty promo went wrong. Do we want to talk what? about this? Wait, Wait so what? I don't understand the title at all. Okay, do you remember? <laughs> yeah, I, don't I remember what happened, yeah. but so they a are podcast about how it went wrong. <laughs> yeah, this is a real thing. So is it a one episode podcast? It's three, I think. <laughs> um, what can we possibly delve into? I, so I, 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 it's not a yeah, it's not a long form podcast, but it's so. First of all, the, they are going to re-release the Szechuan sauce. They haven't yet. No, they did it initially, a very limited run, okay. and they were basically fucking riots. Because the jokes fanboys over went crazy now. Yeah, well truly. and truly, especially when fanboys ruined it. Right? Yeah. When they made a big deal about it and started having fucking tantrums in the middle of McDonald's because there wasn't enough of the shit. So McDonald's have gone back and decided we're going to correct that and just release it nationwide much more effectively. Yay. I don't think they understand how quickly the internet moves. No, that I mean that's the thing. It's, it's dead so now. Passe. It was one dead. joke yeah. in its dead. first episode. They yeah. didn't even revisit it once. <laughs> yeah, no. Nah. No, but it's, it's big no. but but what the fan? It's a difference between what the show does with it and what the fans do with it, though. Because Dan Harmon went on about how ridiculous this reaction was. Yeah, mm. that it was fucking crazy. Um, but it, do the fans even care about it? Like, I, I don't think so I don't, anymore. I don't think they do no. either. I think they did initially when there yeah, was like... that's what I'm saying. Like, it's so done. It, it's done now. Yeah. yeah Why it's was not it a big gonna, thing? How hard is it to mash some plums? <laughs> <laughs> they did it. They didn't think... They didn't realise how big the demand was going to be. And then there were fucking riots. I really like a t-shirt that says, how hard is it to mash some plums? <laughs> oh, me plums. Yeah, the... Um, the uh, then they did a podcast... <laughs> Basically discussing how they fucked up. Who cares? Yep, cool. All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I said these were quick headlines. We are, that's what I was waiting for. I wanted you to read that podcast and go, no, and yeah, move right. on. I just didn't understand the title or the, yeah. That I've, was the, I've that was a, the idea behind it. I've got okay. a, new, a news. Uh, news of news. News slam for you. Please. Do you oh, you guys got your Vero accounts yet? My Vero accounts. What the fuck is a Vero? Whoa, you! How dare you? You're not in on it yet. What do you What's mean? Vero? I don't, I don't Man, know. Vero is the exclusive new social media platform. Mm. Here we go. The Instagram and Twitter killer. Oh, I've heard that quite a few times before. About yeah, other now see, stuff, okay, yeah, okay, so the weird. I'm, I'm so weird. Snapchat, that I'm that. Snapchat stocks went way down the other day because I think Kylie Jenner said. Is all, Snapchat still a 
Yeah, it's around. She I'll was, ask Snapchat every day. Every day. She was so, like, she was, I'm over Snapchat and their stocks plummeted like 30% or something like that. It was amazing. Fuck, that's sad. Sorry, go I on, I can't Sean. wait till she's president uh, of the US. Okay. All right, so what Vero is, is, okay, it's, this is what's weird. It's the most confusing uh, s- sort of statement that they've come out with. Basically, it's a chronological feed that better, doesn't have any ads and no <gasps> algorithm. I'm already in. No, yeah. al- no algorithm. I mean, it's just fucking whatever's posted. That's where it is. I'm in. It is subscription based. No, I'm out. Which is where <laughs> they get their money. But the first million people who sign up <gasps> get it free for life. Vero. Oh, I like, v- right. I, uh, okay, we're not publishing in, this in the podcast <laughs> until we've all the got The thing is, account. for some <laughs> reason, like the zeitgeist swelled over the weekend and everyone suddenly acknowledged Vero. So there's been such a huge influx of people signing That's up so to clever. it without That's knowing really what it, exactly what it is that the app is almost unusable at the moment. <laughs> like, it takes 15 minutes to actually sign up. Okay. And then like I tried posting something and it said it failed and I tried again and then an hour later it came up but it was the wrong picture. So <laughs> but they've come out and said like, look guys, didn't expect this. Give us a while to tinker it around and we'll have it working again. But, working uh, again, it never worked. Well, apparently it's been, around, <laughs> it's been around for like it three worked. years and people what? are only just getting onto it now. So it's existed for three years. In like, it's still in a beta That's it, but they're so still in beta been, and all yeah. it is is just people posting has anyone, photos and comments. Has anyone notable po- uh, signed up yet? Like any celebrities that are like telling uh, like, oh, I'm doing Vera. Brian Wecht. Also known as Ninja Brian from Game Grumps. Oh, yep. in that case, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sure like some actual celebrities have done it and that's a big part no, of Drake, the Drake, no Kanye or anything like that. No, yet. no. And I think that's the thing I like about it. Is there none of that? I am You're never... sick of being bothered by Drake and Kanye. They're, they're just in my life all the time. I oh, know, me too. Don't start with the dick pics. I'm never at the head of a new social media platform. I'm always the guy slogging behind going, oh, I'm never going to use yeah, that. And the majority of so people like, are and yeah. that's, that worked fine <laughs> for me. I didn't... What did I miss? What did I miss out on? What didn't I see that didn't well, I've make only, it? I've only just gotten onto Twitter and realized because all the other social media platforms are algorithm based. There's tons of artists I follow. I've just missed scores of their work because on Instagram and Facebook, sure. it's not in chronological order. Mm, yeah. yeah. Whereas Twitter, it more it is. It's to not, a more but degree. it is. It's sort of like when there's not been enough things to update recently, yeah. it'll go back and like start pumping stuff that you missed. Whatever in. it is, like I jumped onto Twitter and was like, fuck, man, this is so much stuff that I've missed out on because these yeah. other platforms can't get their act together. That's why it's actually the thing I like about Twitter is just the direct contact. And because they're only little microscopic things, like they can't be any yeah. longer than 240 characters, what they're up to now, uh, 280 characters, they, I just, I just, I like these little chunks. I'll get a little bit mm. from Edgar Wright here. I'll get a little bit from yeah. whoever else here. And like, I really enjoy that. And even get a little bit of, you know, conversation back and forth. I've had Edgar Wright retweet you me your, and stuff. your spicy arguments. You Edgar Wright has retweeted you. Uh, yeah, retweeted me. He he retweeted me when Did I... Did you frame actually, the tweet? It's amazing. <laughs> no. Um, and a few other people. Like I talk with other podcasters and stuff. Like you've done Didn't that he, with... Like, yeah, he Rich. retweeted yeah. you when you filmed a part of our band. Correct. <laughs> That's exactly like what it was. Two thousand. Oh, whenever it was. Yeah. 2013. Back in the day. Yeah. Absolutely. That's right, ladies. Uh, Shawnee is also a musician. Punk as fuck, I believe. <laughs> and has a fiancé, ladies. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Stay away. Big mention the world's horrible. I got just one more thing I want to talk about. I went and saw a movie on the weekend. I oh, went and saw what? Game Night. Uh, have oh, you heard about yeah, Game Night? Yeah, no. This is the, uh, the comedy farce starring Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams. Um, who are a, week, a couple that have a weekly game night 
that gets kicked up a notch when Max's charismatic brother arranges a murder mystery party complete with fake thugs and faux federal agents. So when bro- so when the brother gets kidnapped, it's all part of the game, right? That's the synopsis. <laughs> it's it. 81% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, and it was directed by John Fra- Francis Daly, who was Sam from Freaks and Geeks. Oh, and also, yes, he is really good. And he co-directed with Jonathan Goldstein. And the two of them were the writing team behind Spider-Man Homecoming. Yes. I did know yeah. that. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, I went and saw the movie. Um, it was okay. It was fine. <laughs> An aggressive five out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that. But I do feel like I want to give this, the film another chance because it's a lot of people are really enjoying it. Because I went and saw it at the drive-in. Oh. Okay. Um, and I go to the drive-in like... Once a year, and every time been. I do, like? I wonder why I bother. <laughs> I remember it? What's what. What's bad about it? So this, ah, this, this, this time was worse than ever. So um, the screen is too dim. So if there's a dark, uh, yeah. there's a dark scene, yeah. it's oh, hard to see. Yeah. First of all, the picture is blurrier than it should be as well. <laughs> there's a bit where characters will hold up a phone and they've got a text on there, and I can't fucking read the text. Right? Do you need glasses? No, it's just oh, okay. it's just <laughs> a crappy screen and crappy projection. Then you've got the problem where to get this whole thing to work. So you've never been to the drive-in, Sean? No. Do you still have to hook up speakers? No, to your no. Car? What you do instead now. So for those who don't know how the drive-in experience, can works, you get fresh in the back seat? You, of course. <laughs> you, I mean, that's the whole point, right? <laughs> I mean, it depends on the movie. You, you in the mood. You drive in with your car, and rather than getting out of the car and sitting in cinema seats, the cinema is outside, and you park in your car and watch this the movie project onto an outdoor screen. Through your car window, um, and the thing that you have to do—everyone knows that, right? I don't know if I don't know if everyone does know. There is probably a generation of people who have never fucking heard of a drive-in. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. they've seen Greece. Not everyone's <laughs> seen Greece either. How dare you? <laughs> but the, the way this works is, yeah, instead of having to put the thing on the side of your car now, you just tune your radio into the frequency they've got oh. there. <gasps> That's genius. Not only that, something I actually like about the theater. We go to the Coburg Theater here, which is. Very near where you're going to be living, I'm actually, Sean. up all the time now. Yeah. Tune and in. Or maybe not. You don't sound that enthused. Well, something that's cool about it is you can use an app to get um, food sent to you. So, they come to... You oh, just tell them yeah. where you are positioned. They'll come to you and bring your food So, out. I can Uber Eats popcorn from Village Cinema? Yes. To, to you only from the drive-in, not to your home, Sean. <laughs> well, you can, actually. You can. Have you Uber- seen that on Uber? You can Uber Eats Village Cinema popcorn and drinks combos. You're fucking kidding nah. me. No. Nah. And the choc tops and everything. That's insane. You can, you can get that $5 popcorn that you crave. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's insanity. I, just, I really worry about people when I hear stuff like that. I mean, clearly people are doing it because... I know. That's why I'm worried. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, go on. Right, so. the, the thing that has to happen here, though, for this to work is people need to turn their fucking lights off. Ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, They're probably like, oh, the, the screen's really dim. I'll just shine a light on it. <laughs> but this is the thing. It's like 99% of the people understand this. And then the one person behind you, for some reason, has these dumb LED lights in the base of their car, uh, which keep flickering and turning on and turning off. You're like, what the fuck is this person doing? And then I'm watching them trying to figure out whether I need... Because the movie's only started. I'm like, they'll figure it out. It'll be fine. And then it's still going. And I'm like, do I need to get out of the car and tell these fuckers to turn their lights off? And then all of a sudden, the guy gets out of his car, puts on his jacket and sprints out <laughs> of the driving. <laughs> like, what? So what that was is, a stolen what, car? What is happening here? <laughs> then he came back. Yeah. Then he left again. Then he came back. Then he got out of the car. He opened the back seat. And he took his jacket off. And then two minutes later, got out and got the... got. 
it's like the guy was really high or something, I think. I don't know what right. the fuck he was doing. But it was so distracting and irritating. It was fucking the worst. Don't ever go the drive-in. It's right. the fucking Lesson worst Sounds like I could thing. score some coke from there. So the, I'll tell you what's good about it. If you like being a douchebag at the cinema, if you're the sort of person that likes using their phone in the cinema, go the drive-in all the time. Because mm-hmm. the only person oh. you annoy is the other person in the car with you. Yeah. It doesn't affect anybody else. I do like IMDb trivia while I watch a then movie. Then you should go the drive-in exclusively to wait, see wait, films. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, rewind. When you're in... A movie theatre. No, he's been, never. I think oh, he's been thank never. Thank goodness. You scared me, Sean. I was like, I don't know if I can talk to you anymore. No, but okay, no good, way. Good, good. Sorry. That's, no, that Katie has trained me to not only put sound off, turn phone off oh, good. completely. Started in theatre practice, but it's... it's theatre practice movie, yeah. first. <laughs> that's right. And now you've been toilet trained at home. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Should we get into our spoiler-free review? Sure. Oh, oh, yeah. Good Place, season two. Let me clue you in. Season in review. The Good Place Season 2 continues directly after the cliffhanger conclusion of Season 1. After the revelations of last season, we understand things a bit differently and the status quo has shifted somewhat. I hope that was... I hope that was vague enough for you because everything else would be a spoiler. A lovable core cast returns with notable guest appearances from Maya Rudolph as Jen and Jason Manzukis as Derek. Season 2 consists of 13 episodes, though episode 1 and 2 play as a combined two-parter, each coming in at around 22 minutes and took us approximately 4 hours and 45 minutes to watch. On November 21st, 2017, NBC renewed the series for a third season set to consist of 13 episodes, most likely returning in September of 2018. So, we left off talking about season one a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and basically the general response was that you two liked it quite a lot. I think you gave Loved it four it. stars yep. uh-huh. out of five, and I was lukewarm on it, and I gave it sort of three stars, mm-hmm. which I've since retroactively revised to three and a half stars. <laughs> you were wrong. Because I was wrong. Because <laughs> I was getting my ratings. Did you watch it again? No, it wasn't you... that. It was more that I've since looked at the star rating system and gone, tried to come up with a bit of a, a formula around it, and three stars was just Are a little bit too George low. you Lucas your ratings throughout <laughs> your whole career? Basically, probably. So I, I've sort of retroactively bumped up to a three and a half. If the idea was that three is decent and four is excellent, excellent, I think it was somewhere in between there. Right. It wasn't. Dexcellent. It was better than decent. Yeah, excellent. Exactly right. We should do Dexter one day, guys. No. Oh, Michael C. Hall was in Game Night. Do we want to have do our Dexter. hearts broken halfway through? Well, I, I kind of think it'd be interesting because it's it's a great show for four seasons, and then it's a shit show for the last four seasons. It's Wait, really interesting. Eight seasons, or it might have been more. I bowed like out what? after season four. Like I could just because season four was when it stopped being good. You chose yeah. very well. Oh, I know, I, and I looked up what happens as well. Yeah, and it's I'm terrible. Not interested. Yeah, I, I kept going for another two and a half seasons, and I was like, nope, not even Jimmy not Schmitz could shave that show. Jimmy Schmitz was in season three. He was great. Wait, so that was season three. That was season three. Okay, season four with John Lithgow. Oh yeah, that's the one I didn't see, and it was controversial because he no. said a naughty word. That was a great season. Anyway, way off topic. Uh, spoiler. Let's talk about spoiler-free review of this series. Uh, Damask, you can go first. Okay. Put on the spot. Thank you. Thank you very much. Mm. Um, so it's a weird energy in here tonight, guys. Weird <laughs> energy. <laughs> I feel exhausted, so I'm I'm got lots of highs and lows coming out. Yeah. Um, I loved season one. Obviously, if you listen to the season one podcast, you would know that. Um, and I think. Going into season two, because I'd watched it before and I was very excited to rewatch it. Mm-hmm. Really, really excited to see all the things I probably missed the first time. Sure. Um, and rewatching it, 
I realized there's plenty of comedies that I love because, you know, they have this incredibly sharp humor and there's plenty of comedies that I love because they have these big pulsing hearts and, you know, the characters draw me in and make me laugh and cry. And this show certainly fits for me in both of those categories, but it also fits into one that I don't think I had experienced before, which is I love and respect this show for its bravery mm-hmm. and just in watching it this season the first time and then again the second time, like, holy shit. The creative team behind this show just blow me away with the things or the places that they take me that mm-hmm. I I just didn't expect in a comedy, certainly not an NBC comedy, and loved it. So there you go. Cool. Johnny? Yeah, oh, look, exactly the same. I'll echo the bravery statement. Like, uh, nothing but respect for the fact that... So, so while I was watching this season, I got a bit nervous um, mm. and I started feeling like, oh, I thought the show was going to go a certain way, but it all ended up being in service of a larger goal, which just made me appreciate it all the yeah. more when it's, I got yeah, to the Yeah, I end. think that's like adds to how much I love it is that trepidation you feel along the way. Like, yeah. I don't know if they can do this. I don't know if it's, it's because, sustainable yeah. or if it's going to, mm. you know, it gets, gets old. That's how I at the end of season one. Yeah. Mm. It gets to a certain point where I've seen so many other shows go, um, okay, this is the point it stagnates, yeah. but it got out of it super quickly. Cool. I'm going to ask you later on what you thought, what direction you thought this was going to go. Mm. We'll go from there. Um, so, obviously, we're, I'm just not going to touch on plot stuff at all. We're going to mm-hmm. leave any plot yeah. discussion for the spoiler section, which won't be too far away. Um, so, first of all, I was happy to say that my worries about the, the show would have nowhere to go in season two were unfounded. Mm-hmm. They fully take advantage of where things went narratively and commit to the consequences rather than trying to undo them, yes. which I really, 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 really like. Yes. I was worried that they were sort of going to try and find a new status quo and just sit there. Mm-hmm. And they, they didn't do that. They actually are continually growing, which is cool. Um in doing so, it doubles down the law and the fantasy premise of the show, mm-hmm. which means it this season it even moves further away from that 22-minute single-camera sitcom foundation that's built on, um, which is weird because it paradoxically feels like one continuous story or journey, but it still also managed to have these really particular standout episodes that have um, a high concept to them you know, yeah. or in an already high concept show. So that's amazing that you can have like like episodes I can pick out and go, that one was great, that one was great, that one was great. And also feel like a continued journey, which was awesome, awesome. However, because <laughs> I'm the party pooper here. Always. <laughs> I really, really think the first half is super strong. And I find the second half to feel a bit rushed. <gasps> You That's so have weird. I have the opposite reaction. Okay. <laughs> I have the opposite reaction, but agree that the second half is rushed. It just feels like there's a there's so much they're trying to mm. do. There is so yeah. much plot. And mm-hmm. what I enjoyed about the first half of the season was they taken this new status quo mm-hmm. and they'd shaken it around and done some really fun things with it and gone to great places. And then all of a sudden it's just like plot, 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 plot. And the characters there are a couple of episodes in the back half that do a good job with the characters and a couple of them where they just, the character work disappears yeah. because it's mm. constant and the jokes do too sometimes because it's mm. just constantly talking about the mechanics of what's going on. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think I know particularly what episodes you're talking about. There's, a, there's a few bits like that mm. for me. So I, I like I was actually text immediately after we finished recording, I was texting you guys because I started watching season two immediately afterwards Yeah, yeah. and was fucking 
over the moon with the first up. two episodes in yeah. particular. Uh, or the first three episodes so if you want to split the first one. The first, first one. two are episode one technically. Sorry, I, that's double, why I should yeah? say the first three because you're right. right. It's yeah. The double episode and the very next episode. Yeah. The you can very say the first two, that, let's not. Let's just say episode three for the sake of argument. Chapter whatever it is. Yeah. That one. Yeah, that makes it clearer. Yeah, whatever. Chapter whatever it is. <laughs> anyway, that episode, once we get past the two-parter, that first episode back, I adored and was just like, this, this yeah. is the show that was waiting mm. to be found underneath this everything else. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I necessarily disagree with your assessment of the latter half, mm-hmm. but I think what overrides that, that quickening of pace for me that can be an issue when we're talking about character was my absolute excitement at what was happening. Yeah. At the, the world seemed to be – or the story seemed to be opening yeah. in a way that I hadn't expected and I – as an audience member, I was just really excited. I agree, yeah. yeah. Um, the We talked last season about how there was one character who we found to be very irritating. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm sad to say that he is still the weak link in the yeah. show. Yep. But I think he is slightly toned down and slightly better used this time around. Yeah, I think he's better used. Better definitely. used. I- they choose his moments. His performance, at a, there's a couple episodes in particular there's one that's directed by Drew Goddard where they pull him back a little bit. And, mm. just the, and the way it's performed, it, I almost feel like the actor feels a little bit hurt that someone said, can you turn it down a bit? Like <laughs> I can see his little dead in his eyes and he can't be full on mm. like what he's been doing, but it works so much better when I'm not constantly irritated by the way he's talking. Right. I still was, but okay. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, most of the time <laughs> I was too. That's but interesting because he... He bugged me out more this season than he did last season. Really? But I think it may be because we analysed the first season mm. and oh, it sure. really became apparent to me how annoying he was that I went into second season going like, okay, here, here you are. Yeah. yeah. Every time he there. stood out. I think the, the first time I watched season two, watching his character was infuriating for me because yeah. I was like, it feels like the other characters win, within the show are... You can see movement. You can see growth. And with him, I just like didn't see it. Everyone and I was yeah. so frustrated. Except and him. I they, don't they think kind that's... They found something for him to do. They well, that's, found that's what I'm angle. saying. I haven't finished my point. Yeah, is that, so. that actually on the second time watching it, I saw that there was growth. It wasn't huge growth, no. but it was certainly there. And I think when you, because of my prejudice, I missed it. When we get into non-spoilers, can you remind me what that was? Because I, for the life of me, can't even. Think I would about argue what it's he... not even really growth. It's just kind of an angle on him. It's just like an angle on what his worth is. It's not. It's barely growth. Yeah, it's it's, a, I, yeah, you're right. I think it's a softening of the character and showing how he can be an asset to those around him. Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll talk about that when we get mm. to spoilers. Cool. In the meantime, let's uh, we're gonna get onto that. So let's talk some final scores and rankings. Damask, how would you score this season of I'm The Good I'm sticking place? with a four. Four again? For this one, yep. What about you, Shawnee? I've got to stick with a four as well. I enjoyed it exactly just as much. <laughs> exactly <laughs> as much. I am going to give this... Uh, I'm going to give it a four. I like it better than Ooh. season one. I'd give the front half of the season a four and a half, maybe even a five. I was enjoying it that much. This is really interesting. Oh my God. And then the back half of the season, I'd give about a three or a three and a half. So we're going to wow. level it out to a four. That's absurd. But okay. Yeah, really. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Bang okay. down, flip it and reverse it for me. Mm. Okay, well, that, fair enough. Um, so which, which ranks it for me higher than season one? Mm-hmm. Do, you, would, do you have a preference? If you like, Obviously, you scored them the same. Would you 
Do you prefer season one or season two? Which one's the better one, do you think? It's hard because I the, the latter half of this season, I love way more than I think than first season. Yeah. But I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. They have strengths in different areas, so it's kind of hard for me to pick one. The fact one. that the characters are established in the second season makes me enjoy what they say more. Mm. Um, watching the first season through again now, I'm sure I'd still have a good time, but that slog of getting to know the characters would bog it down a bit for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also think when particularly re-watching it this time, I because I knew how much I loved the latter half of the season that I kind of just wanted the first half of it to just like get through it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And so I felt a little impatient. So I yeah, think that same. might mar my opinions of season two as well. Okay, cool. Um, so obviously we think anybody listening who hasn't watched this Definitely season yet should go it, and watch fool. it. It's low commitment. It's easy to watch. It's just fun and it's 13 light. episodes. Yeah. It's you can fun. watch it while you drive. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do that. Please Everyone, don't do that. Everyone, Damascus recommends <laughs> watching this while driving. You heard it here. You'll find out by the end of it whether you belong in the good place or the bad place at least. <laughs> All right, let's talk spoilers. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're now entering the Spoiler Zone. On this episode, we will be discussing everything that happens in Season 1 and 2 of The Good Place. Before listening, we recommend watching all of The Good Place up to this point. If you've not yet done so, proceed with caution. There are spoilers ahead. You have been warned. Kids, I'm going to tell you an incredible story. Storytime with Damask. Everyone's favourite residents of hell have returned. And I guess Jason's there too. This time, their captors have learned from last season's mistakes and everyone's silly human brains have been rebooted. Eleanor's genius plan of stuffing Janet with a secret note actually works. She goes to hunt down a man named Cheedy. Or a soup named Cheedy. It's yet to be determined. Poor Tahani has been paired up with Tom Cruise and forced to live in the Sea Org. After the beatings and auditing sessions, she's forced to go to a party and stare at Eleanor prancing around in a fancy word belt that screams best person. It's all too much for the girl and four tequila shots sound pretty good about now. Poor Cheedy, who as it turns out isn't a delicious soup, is being tortured in his own special way. Michael's forcing him to choose his own soulmate, and just as he's about to make the first decision in his life or afterlife, Michael undercuts him and makes the choice for him. This hurts Cheedy's giant brain as he's pretty certain he's now stuck with the wrong woman. Jason is off riding his bike through the wilderness with a handsome dude that never says anything. I mean, that doesn't sound terrible to me. (laughs) Jokes, I hate being outside, it's gross. 
Jason, feeling pretty blue, turns to two things that are bound to make anyone happy. Jalapeno poppers and Janet. They bond over their shared confusion, and it's like looking back at all of my relationships. Huh, I wonder why I'm so alone and unhappy. Let's dive into that another time, listeners. Eventually, their shared misery gives it away that, yep, they're in the bad place, and it's time for another reboot. Time and time again, Michael has to start over, changing little things and big things, and yet every time they figure it out. Could it be that human connection leads you to not only see yourself more clearly, but the world around you? Dang nabbit, Michael is screwed, particularly since one of his helper demons, Vicky, is super bummed that her leading role has now been reduced to that of a day player. She warns Michael that if she isn't given more power, she'll rat him out to their boss, Sean. Finally, Michael concedes that he's going to have to change tact, and he teams up with the cockroaches. Naturally, the gang is pretty sceptical. I mean, it's hard to trust someone whose sole purpose is to destroy and torture lesser beings. I get it, we've all got trust issues. Can I recommend Oprah's Super Soul Sunday podcast? It really opens you up to vulnerability. Anyway, everyone eventually agrees to the alliance, mostly because it's their only way to survive and, you know, not have giant spiders put up their butts. Michael starts taking lessons so that maybe even he can get entry into the good place. This doesn't start off so well, since he's an immortal being and consequences don't really mean anything to him. That is until Cheaty forces him to think about retirement and what existence would look like without him. And he stares right into that abyss. Ooh, he stares hard. It turns him practically catatonic until Eleanor gives the sage advice of swallowing his fears. And it works. It transforms him into everyone's sad boss that thinks he's the life of the party. Little does he know that he's just become the abyss that no one wants to look into, just in case it stares back with empty midlife crisis crazy eyes. Our favourite Tahani has been warned that Vicky plans on torturing her with a competing birthday party, and even with that knowledge, she can't help herself. It's practically impossible for her to not take every opportunity to get praise from others, even when she knows the situation is rigged for her to fail. In fact, that even fuels her more. Hmm. I guess that perfectly explains her relationship with her parents. She is very sad and Jason tries to make her feel better, and apparently that's all it takes to get her in bed. Yep, that's right, they're banging. They be banging. I'm not sure that Jason can consent to have sexual relations, considering that he is technically brain dead, but let's just ignore that issue. Poor Janet is heartbroken at the new couple, and it turns her into a glitch machine. Eleanor gives more great advice. Seriously, people, stop going to Eleanor for advice. When she tells Janet to go and get it, and she does just that, she goes and gets herself a boyfriend with windchime genitals. You go, girl. Derek, however, is a little too conspicuous, and Michael fears that he'll give away just how wrong things are to Vicky and the other demons. Eventually, the truth comes out about Janet's feelings, and they have to get rid of Derek, we'll miss you. Just in time, too, since Sean has rocked up to congratulate Michael on his success. Not only that, it looks like Michael is getting promoted. The gang are in panic mode as their ally turns on them. That is, all except Eleanor, who has faith that their once torturer was genuine with his understanding of ethics and friendship. And she was right! While Michael convinces Sean and the others that the humans have left for the medium place, Tahani, Chidi, Eleanor, Jason and Janet are able to hide. They're safe, for now. It's only a matter of time before the demons realise that the humans aren't having an orgy with Mindy and Derek and that Michael has been helping them the whole time. 
they commiserate with a whole lot of alcohol, and using that Dutch courage, they commit to a terrible plan. They're all going to travel to the real bad place, find a portal, and travel to the judge, who is their only hope at redemption. When they arrive, Michael tells them all to hide in a museum while he goes to get badges needed to enter the portal. While they're all there enjoying the exhibits, Bad Janet rocks up with a rather unenthused party planner. Turns out the who's who of the bad place will be hanging out there to celebrate a new achievement in badness, Michael's neighbourhood of psychological torture. Meanwhile, while hanging out with Sean, Michael discovers that the demons are all going to realise that the gross flesh bags called humans never went to the medium place, so he hightails it out of there with the necessary badges in tow. They all meet up and run for their afterlives. They reach the portal just in time, but they seem to be missing one of the badges. Michael valiantly sacrifices himself. And this is the point where we all collectively screamed at our TVs, Take Jason, please! Let us keep Michael! But... They don't take Jason. We're stuck with him. Michael is captured by Sean and Bad Janet. They interrogate him and decide the best punishment would be to sit in a room by himself for all eternity with only the lingering smell of fart to keep him company. Our humans fly through the portal to plead their case to an all-knowing burrito. No, you idiots, a burrito can't be a judge. But Maya Rudolph sure can be. She gives them each a task. If they all succeed, then she will allow them entry to the good place. But if even one of them should fail, then they all will be sent back to the bad place. And they agree. The tasks prove Jason still has no impulse control. Chidi can barely get dressed in the morning because of his indecision. Tahani still desperately needs her parents' approval. And Eleanor, well, actually, she kind of nails it. She uses all that Chidi taught her to make an unselfish choice. Sadly, it's not enough, though, and they're all screwed. That is until Michael and Janet burst through the portal. That's right, it turns out the bad Janet that was helping Sean was actually the Janet we all adore. She beat the shit out of Sean and then saved her friend-slash-father figure. Hooray for love and friendship. Michael convinces the judge that the system is flawed. How can they judge humans for the lives they live on Earth when so few are given the tools to make the right choices? They are set up to fail from the beginning. The judge, tickled by the idea, decides to send them somewhere else, a sort of recreation of their time just before their deaths, to see if they are able to change things for themselves. Find out if they succeed next season on The Good Place. Deep Dive. It's cool to know other people think about this stuff too. Uh, all right, let's just start by going back to some You're of the things. You're going to thank me or... for all the work I did? Congratulations, Damascus. Thank you. you did a great job. Well done. <laughs> so good. Well done. <laughs> Jesus. Weird she, energy. She Weird does energy. that live too. Like the she, music playing is playing at the exact yeah. time. I'm actually she's playing it. it. That's the, that's the amazing thing. Yeah. I'm doing yeah. it. Yeah. With quick a, costume changes, bro. Thank you. You've got xylophones amazing. and oboes and all sorts of things. Yeah. Um, Sean, you were talking about. Uh, I can't read my own notes here. Something that you wanted to bring up. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> it's going real well tonight. You were talking about some opinion you yeah, wanted to say. Some opinion that narrows it down. No, okay. What way you thought the show was going to go? That was it, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's different. But that, no, that's, um, yeah. So when it first started off, mm-hmm. uh, I was right in. I'm like, yep, cool. This is the situation they're in. But after sort of the first four episodes, um, the fact that the situation hadn't really gained any traction, I was a bit worried thinking, oh, is it just going to be basically the same as the first season just but with Michael now, now yeah, instead yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah Michael's like on their team yeah um 
just because it, it had gotten up to episode seven and there hadn't been any real development. Um, episode yeah, seven being but I loved I loved the character development that was going on. They were doing I such did. a good job with Michael. Oh, yeah, I was forget, so yeah. in I on loved, what they were doing with loved Michael. Loved Michael, loved Eleanor. Uh, yeah, I love Cheedy. I love Cheedy. You know what? I love everyone except... Except Jason. Except Jason and Tahani's relationship yeah. bogging down like four episodes worth of No, stuff. I think it's really compelling. Mm, oh, that's yeah. a lie. No, that's a lie. Damascus that's a total lie. No, I hate it. Of course I hated it. <laughs> um, what, what I did... I'm, I'm so conflicted about the Eleanor and Cheedy stuff because flat out, I, like, I don't think they have any chemistry and I don't see why they have to be together. Mm. Yeah. But I, initially, I hated when the show said, look, they've fallen in love once. So it was like a reverse love story when they were watching the tape at mm. Mindy's house and the fact that they both, even though didn't have memories of it, yeah. were like, okay, there's a point where we've loved each other. What do we do with that information? Mm. And then working backwards from that rather than gradually falling in love yeah i th- i think the first time i watched it i i saw it like that it's like oh you know we fell in love once that's probably where we're going to go again yeah um or there's there's some innate connection there between us that we just kind of have to tap into yeah and this time i watched it a little bit differently until the very end um, which with the Cannonball Run 2 video, <laughs> um, I kind of saw a, a sadness in them, which is also kind of stated in the one where they like testing themselves to get into the hot air balloon, mm. where it's like, oh, there is a version of me that can feel love, that c- yeah. can develop that kind of connection like what's wrong with this version of me that I am now yeah. that I act it's I actually just don't have that. Yeah. Like like well, what is it about the choices that I've made that means that I just can't? And I wish that's what had happened, but yeah. it's not. They ultimately When when they first watched Kiss. When Eleanor showed Cheedy the tape and Cheedy said, Look, look, I just don't feel that way mm. I was like, Yeah, thumbs up, cool. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not just going Yeah. Yeah. When First off, let's give props for going back to Mindy's house. Yeah, it was good to go back to the medium place. Oh no, it's my only copy. <laughs> <laughs> I love Mindy Sinclair. Me too, so much. This, this, does, this is something I really want to talk about with the relationships in general in mm. this season. There's a lot of pairing up stuff. And the Eleanor and Sheedy stuff I 100% agree with you with. We talked about in season one that mm-hmm. we didn't really buy that they yeah. were. And the more that Sheedy was saying, like, I really respect you and like you as a friend, it was like, yeah, that's kind of more the relationship I'm getting here. Yeah. I'm not feeling... Anything like three seasons that, that they have developed the kind of friendship that it becomes that I'd be down for Which it yeah. sure natural there but like Here, you, see, you have a problem with the the bang 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 pace at the end of the show mm-hmm. I have always felt them pushing a really rapid pace to kind of get these two together yeah. or to make them feel bonded it's never felt but, natural but in a big way and it's it just only made worse right. when the first season is completely erased from their memories yeah they spend totally. two episodes or mm-hmm. three episodes if you encounter the two-parter as two episodes um just going through a whole lot of things i'll never remember yeah and then we've got a little bit more time and all of a sudden eleanor yeah gets the sees the tape yeah and she suddenly thinks that she loves cheating and that she doesn't and then fuck it do, it's not that long a period of time and we're getting to the point when it, they're being judged and he decides he's going to kiss her and i'm like i really just do not believe that him switching that, at the end like the moment when he's 
it's when Janet is like talking to um, uh, Jason and they're having their little love yeah. thing, and she's which like, I'd buy You're not really a part of this, than, which yeah. is great. <laughs> the Chidi's moment there, I, I, it was so far out of my mind. I didn't understand what he was saying there. Right. So when he went and kissed Eleanor, I was like, well, that came from nowhere. Then I had to go back and was like, oh no, okay, he said that because he realized that he was in love with Eleanor, but it came from nowhere. The problem is as well, he did such a good job in the first season. They, they, his whole thing is he's indecisive, right? Mm. And so he's trying to decide whether he does like Eleanor, he likes Tahani. I almost said Tahiti again. He likes Tahani or he, or whatever it is, right? Tahiti, just completely wrong. <laughs> or even yeah. um, whether he liked real Eleanor, you know, mm. Vicky. And he had this, that was the choice of supper. He didn't, he couldn't figure out who he actually liked. And then we only know that in one version of these 800 and something things he did up with Eleanor. Mm. But also, but yeah, and I'll come back to that in a moment. But then you get this other version, this bit at the end, and he has been confidently saying, he's not been going, I don't know, maybe I do, maybe I don't. Mm. He's been saying, I just I don't. don't. That That's why I it just was don't. so out of left field it, for me. Which is the bit where the, the grinder, fork in the grinder thing becomes a little yeah, bit like, but that's not what you, yeah, thank you. He, yeah. That's not the yeah. message you were giving me. You was a confident, no, yeah. I really don't. I mean, there's two things for me about that that don't really work for me is, one, so in the version of themselves where they do fall in love, it was a moment that Eleanor showed selflessness or at least understanding his needs and gave him a tissue and that kind of did it. Yep. If that perhaps had been mirrored earlier in the episode to kind of like, oh, well, that's a reason why that's happened before. Maybe it could happen now. I could kind of get that maybe but also another problem I have with it is like you said Chidi's whole thing is not being able to make a decision and so this should feel a big moment of like oh he's finally been able to make a decision but the point but what allows him to make the decision is the fact that they don't know if they're ever going to see each other again and so it's not like he's you know a bigger braver decision is oh I choose you and I'm going to have to see you every day for all of eternity that's a fucking big decision. And what no, I'm going to kiss you and I'm probably, you know, won't see you for a million years. Yeah. And it's really undermined by Chidi's challenge before the judge, which even though it's played for gags and his challenge is literally just picking a hat. <laughs> yeah. The fact that he's he's had a development over the series, it's meant to lead him into a place where he is more confident with himself. And in that moment, it's still just back to the old gag of, oh, Chidi can't make a decision. He failed. It's like... It, it it really feels like they kind of. Well, I think I remember it's a, it's only halfway through this arc because apparently four seasons they're only yeah. halfway through. So the the fact that they haven't self actualized yeah. yet or reached their best I, version I themselves doesn't bother me too much. The point of the test that's, is I like it yeah. proves that they've they've changed a little bit. They've made some progress, but yeah. it, they're nowhere near like this idealized versions of themselves that they want to be, or they kind of feel like they almost almost are at to to where they're you know able to even ask. For a position in the good place, you know what I mean. Like that, they're clearly not there. Yeah. The, the judge is right in saying, "Well, you guys haven't like you made a bit of progress, but that doesn't make you a good enough person to make it into yeah. the good place." Yeah. yeah. The um the other thing that I find that complicates this whole idea of cheating Eleanor at all mm. is just how they're playing with Jason in in terms of who mm. he's attached Sorry. to. So all of season one, 
well, season one is this whole idea that him and Janet are in love, right? Mm-hmm. And then season two, they put him with Tahani and they're trying to make that a thing. But then in the background, Janet does remember and does remember she has feelings for him and comes out just before they're going to be split up again and says, I love you and outwardly exclaims it. And he says he thinks he loves her too. And him and Tahani break up. And so... The thing is, how does if we just kept making these versions, these people are going to have different combinations yeah, every time. Every time, it's that I just don't. It's hard for me to invest in any particular relationship yeah. or combination here and believe that any of them to be true or real well, or anything. One of the eight hundred versions, Tahani was Eleanor's soulmate. That was so. uh, that was t- uh, version two hundred eighteen, ah, and we should have seen a lot <laughs> more of episode two hundred eighteen. Yeah, your your that was your fear last time yeah. that it would yeah. be played for a joke word. Yeah, and I, I think it's probably going to happen in season three and four yeah. and I don't think we're ever going to see. It's cool to make that a joke, but it can't ever actually the be funny considered thing is, a I, I wonder, prospect. That one's not super jokey to me. I mean, it, it is, but it also, I sometimes feel like it's a hint or it's possible I that it could so, be. I but I don't have faith. Yeah, but I've like, seen shows that have done that before. I don't want to name them outright because we're going to okay. talk about them one day, but shows that sometimes you go... Well, there's a little bit of subtext there. It'd be really nice if they went there and then they fucking did it. And yeah. it was fucking great. Yeah, that's true. It was the best. So but, it's not impossible, yeah, but okay. I wouldn't bet my I wouldn't bet my life on it. Mm. That's the problem. But yeah, even I've yeah, seen shows that do things like that as well. And either it's they have rerouted where they were probably going to go with characters because of um fan demand of being like, Oh, this is a pairing that I think like everyone can agree is awesome. Or, you know, it's kind of vaguely hinted at or it's all subtext until, you know, like the final moment of a season. And yeah. then it's just kind of like, oh, fuck off. You know, like it's it's a beautiful moment. But wouldn't it be nice to actually see a queer couple represented throughout the show? Yeah. Totally agree with like, that. Yeah, yeah, too. But I'm not saying it's going to do that necessarily. But yeah. I'm just saying like if it does that, like it's, it pretty dis- it's disappointing to I, do that. I, I, I would hate to see them that keep happening in particular. Yeah. The, ver- the thing that you're referencing, I'll love it till the end of time. Me too. But, but I agree And with I understand you. why they couldn't do it in that. Context. That context, yeah, yeah, and Sean has no idea what we're talking about. And one day, <laughs> I, I actually do. Oh, you do? Oh, oh yeah, excellent. Yeah. Cool. The, I ha- still haven't seen it, but from context, yeah, right. Fuck, <laughs> I've got all the clues. Oh, anyway, you can get these things from context. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, the day after it happened, Tumblr was awash with gifts of it, oh, happened, man. so I couldn't avoid yeah. it. That was an amazing day on the internet. Look, it was my background <laughs> and my computer for a very long time. <laughs> uh, also, just on relationship side of things, a relationship I fucking loved what they did with this. It's less of a relationship, more of a friendship, but it was Michael and Janet. Love Yes. It. Holy crap. I love that, that episode. Because everyone loved Michael from the first season, fake Michael. Yes. Mm-hmm. The fact that they went, okay, yeah, he's even Michael, but he's going to evolve into naturally good Michael by the end of it. I was just so happy. It's so... It's so Ted Danson is fucking killing it. Yep. It's so yeah, good. Incredible. And the way they take this character that only shows up at the very end of the first season, Mm. really, and then go, let's invest pretty much the first half of the season just on this, like not just exclusively on this guy, but putting a lot of energy into him and developing him further and getting to know him and make him part of our Um, core crew. From the get-go of season two, the perspective very clearly changed to really include the journey of Michael and like the stress he was under and where that was going to take not only him, but like the humans that he has to look after. Yeah, well, the, the even just the the opening bit where you see him talking to the people, it's like, okay, this is version yeah. two, everybody. Like, well, for the first three happened. episodes, it's basically Michael is the main character yeah. yep. as opposed to Eleanor. Yep, and I love especially episode three. Mm. 
adore it to bits. Were well, you referring to Dance Dance Resolution? So yeah, directed by Drew Goddard. Episode two, I think you'll find broad. No, well, that's episode three. If you encounter count episode one as being episode well, one, well, then two. all my notes are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh dear, you know what I mean. But that's the. It yeah, felt like it could have been an episode of Community. It mm-hmm. was so self-aware. It understood what it had in front of it and how to play <laughs> with it and how yeah. to make fun of itself. So specifically, yeah. like, what about it? Did you go? Well, I love it. I, because it felt to me like the show was finally the show was always meant to be. Okay. So I compared it to. We had. I don't want to actually say because it's a spoiler for other, other shows. But there are shows where I've seen that start a specific way. They have a. A, a platform. Uh, actually, I'm going to say because I don't think it's too spoilery. Agents of Shield is a good example of a show that starts one way and then turns a corner and turns into what it was meant to be the yeah. entire time. Mm-hmm. It was holding itself back. Yeah. And I haven't seen past really season one of Agents of Shield, but it happens in that first season. And this show, it felt the same way. We get to the end of season one, mm-hmm. we hit that reveal that this is the bad place, and that's a great reveal. But then it's not. It's these first three episodes where the show goes cool. Now we can finally start having fun with that yeah. and really bites into it and goes full yeah. throttle with that I mean, idea. Eight, I was so excited. We get 800 versions of season one <laughs> in, in the space of this one episode. This is the bad place. <laughs> this is the bad place. When she's in the field, of, those things. the field of cactuses holding the balloons yes. and then Chidi runs <laughs> fast being chased yeah. by bees. That's that. all of that. When she's in the monk's Dude, outfit funny. when it's like <laughs> the, so, the version where Jason figures it out yeah, and he's just like, Jason, Jason, Jason figures it out. <laughs> all of that stuff was so funny and reminded me of like one of those clip mm. show episodes community. Yeah. It just yeah. when they could be really off the wall absurd mm-hmm. with the writing uh, I was and just it was totally embracing the concept mm-hmm. in a way that was so exciting to me and then the Michael and the Michael and Janet episode was such a perfect character study as well and there were, I, I just can't get over how good the Michael stuff was the bit in yeah. the trolley episode where <laughs> he has an apology to Cheaty and he's like, yeah. what do you want me to say? Blah, 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 blah. And she's like, yeah. And then he does it. And I'm like, why the fuck is Ted Dancer making me cry? Like, <laughs> what's going on here? Uh, he'll get you. He'll get he, you. Yeah. yeah. That, that, his arc was just, I can't even fault that. It, it, it's so good. I've got a few issues with like pacing in this season in general, but Michael's mm. arc is not one of them. No. No. Yes. Yeah. The, 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 there's bits around it, like especially the... Uh, Jason and Tahani stuff mm. is just yeah. like I don't think we should be here. This doesn't feel mm. right. No, this is it, it feels awful. It, it feels icky. The, it does feel icky, and it's for the reasons that you said earlier that he's like basically brain dead. Yeah, like he's like, so he dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But something I did like, least like about that aspect was giving him his worth, which is the thing yes. we were talking about. And what they this is what you were asking earlier, Sean, is what that meant. Yeah, and they sort of give him that he a sort of has this innocence to him that allows that helps other people in some ways they yeah. see he either brings them joy or it's weirdly good advice yeah or yeah. He, he has, has a, a softness that yeah, people yeah. can kind of in his presence become soft as I, well yeah i, I think wish. eleanor says at one person that he's like the nicest person he's in the, the nice one yeah because yeah. she's i think talking to chidi being like or michael being like I'm your hot friend. No, that's Tahani. Yeah. I'm your nice friend. No, that's Jason. Yeah. I'm your friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I I finally realized like the importance of the individual roles of the characters in this season in the overall philosophical scope that this show is going for because they really, towards the end of the season as well, they're really questioning, okay, hang on, what's good? What defines a person mm-hmm. as being good? So you've got someone who's 
so selfish, but then makes a huge effort to turn themselves around. Someone who has the best intentions, but is so indecisive, they unwittingly hurt people. Mm -hmm. Someone who does all the right things, but for selfish reasons. And then someone who is so dumb and naive, they don't have a concept of what is good and what is bad. So through those different avenues, they're really exploring what it means to be a good person. Mm. Even though I feel like that means Jason doesn't get... yeah, it's arc, really? unfortunate that through like exploring morality through the four characters, the three of them have are able to have moments of self-reflection and looking yeah. back got, on that. That inbuilt agency that he doesn't have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is a huge problem. Yeah, it's a it's huge really problem. big problem. Because yeah. he's, I mean, he's still cracking really, really dumb brain dead jokes up until the last episode, and it's like he has. No growth. He has no self-awareness. That's the yeah. problem. It's just not and his, there. And his jokes really bog down the pacing of things for I, me. I don't find him funny the majority of the time. Mm. No, I don't. Oh, there were a few moments that were all right. There were some. But, but the some Pikachu them, uh, bit for some reason got me. Like, there were bits that will get me occasionally. When when the, she made a sparkler appear and his face, <laughs> yeah. there was such a genuine joy on his face that I couldn't help but smile. But it's similar to the Pikachu one though. Pikachu, it's, a, it's, it's just the, the same, same childlike yeah. joy. And those bits will get me occasionally, but yeah. it's it's so surface level humor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, I would rather they make more jokes about like, because he's meant to be this sort of dumb DJ guy. Like that was sort of his personality at the start. It feels like they've dropped that away and just like, no, he's just a... Well, he's now he's a dumb. child, but yeah, he's yeah. you child. can, like, not understanding things can be really frustrating. Yeah. Why isn't he frustrated? Why isn't he confused? Why is yeah. he never scared? That's right. Why can't we get the other side of innocence? Yeah. Yeah, which it's really lacking. The one DJ yeah. joke they made that I liked was when he said, I think my hell or my bad place. Oh, oh yeah. Relax in the base. <laughs> Relax in the base never, never drops. drops. That was a good that was Okay, a yeah, that was good. Yeah. I do yeah, like yeah. that one. Um. The so for me, I did say that the second half of me, the wheels fell off, and it just mm. it basically happens when Derek is introduced. Honestly, oh uh, yeah, from Derek onwards, I'm just like, oh my god, bro, so I much is happening. I okay, with that. I love Jason Manzukas. Me too. And I don't love Derek. I uh, love yeah, Derek. I love Derek. I nah. love. I, even though Derek. that episode may be my least favorite because it's sandwiched in with Tahani and Jason, and yes, his character kind of does like sort of bring the pacing to a halt yeah. but uh, it's uh, maximum Derek nah. just like yep. every every nope. delivery Derek he has. as a plot device to raise the stakes for our other characters yeah yeah true I don't yeah. really like that Derek is a character I love but yeah. it's not just a plot de- it's a plot device and it's also a plot escape he's introduced so they have someone to drive the train yeah. like <laughs> that's the reason he's there yeah, that's true and then he's gone now he's yeah. that joke that him and and what's her name, Mindy? Mindy, St. Clair. St. Yeah. Clair, that's, they're, they're done as far as we but know. Yeah. I'm sorry, what a conclusion to Mindy's story. Sure, Mindy's is coach, good. She gets her sex life. <laughs> Mindy's is good. Yeah. Um, but like that's what Derek's purpose was. Mm-hmm. And and it because the thing is when he's but there. But he was funny, right? Like he brought the joke. I liked what Janet was doing. I didn't like what he was doing. That's so weird. And it's actually a similar problem to what I have. And I like... Um, my Rudolph as well, but I don't like the judge. Oh my God. Because both of them are not characters. They're just big. They're yeah. not characters. They're just over the that. top. I, yeah. They're just big. She's not, she doesn't have a character. Yeah, she just reacts big to I, everything. But I think that's it does what, for me. when it comes to the judge, I find 
it's really important for that character to be bigger than them, to be impartial, to not be particularly inv- like she doesn't. It does make her she's more curious about them, it, but that's her role. That's what makes it scary for them because this is like their eternity, and she's not really attached to it or a part of it. I I can I can get that those little bits those details you're explaining. I agree with. Mm. I just they try to make her very funny, and she's not very funny. Oh, and I Derek's disagree. the same. Derek does not make me laugh. And the, so, so much. And Jen doesn't make me laugh. I can see, like, Derek's a particular kind, kind of dumb, basic humour that I find really it's funny. It's on par with Jason for me. It's well, the same sort of humour. I see, like... I think it's Derek's, performed very differently. Derek's basically a weird, mangled alien robot. So, it makes sense that he would say the lines that he says... Jason, I have a problem Jason with because they're, be trying to, they're trying to give us stock yeah. in who Jason is. Derek's a one off. Yeah, like that. I find Derek funny because he is created by Janet and this is her idea of what a rebound boyfriend <laughs> yeah. is. That, which again, is the stuff that Janet's doing is fun. When they're arguing, I like what Janet's doing. When I like all of that. When she's crying, yeah. when she finds out that Jason and Tahani are getting married, when she's like, I'm not talking to you, Derek, and like those sorts of things. I've, but I am also very invested in her character at that point, mm. and she performs the fuck out of that character too yeah. like every single episode. The the Derek stuff is so one note and nothing to me. Mm. It just doesn't – I don't find it funny. But like, yeah, it's, but it's of course It's not a character. It's because- a mechanic. Yeah, but of course he is. Like, of course he's not a fully round character because he was created by Janet who barely knows what it is to be a person. But Janet is a character. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you there. I'm saying Derek is performed that way and is written that way yeah. for a very clear purpose. I'm not saying I get that, that you don't find it funny. Yeah. But I think it's hilarious. I, okay. Yeah. I, <laughs> we, we can't ever agree on that. No, I, I see where you're coming from because it's... It, I'll say it right now. Like, Derek is my least favourite episode Thank you. for everything... Everything that I want the show to be doing plot-wise and yep. story-wise, mm-hmm. yeah, it takes everything away from me, but in exchange gives me some yeah, very Jason funny Jason Manzoukas so like, being hilarious. I like Jason right. Manzoukas, mm. but I liked is, him more doing much, a lot of other roles in this. It's a, it's a trade. It's like, okay, we're going to stop the progress of the show to laugh at this guy for a bit. And fortunately enough for me, the payoff was enough that I didn't mind it that much, yeah. but I could see why it would affect someone like you. The, so what does someone like that you? mean? Oh, an asshole. Right? Yeah. <laughs> no, different people's opinions. The, is what I mean. the gen bit in particular, though, the uh, I it what what becomes problematic is when I'm starting to really struggle with the the rules of this are so important. They're mm-hmm. constantly working inside the boundaries that they've created. Yeah, and they get to Jen, and Jen just like these are the rules. Fuck the rules. These are the rules. Fuck the rules. These are the rules. Fuck the rules. Yeah. And I find that it's like, why, why are we fucking the rules now? Wait a second. The rules have been really important the entire show. And now we're getting here and there are no rules. Why are there no rules anymore? Where'd the rules go? And that frustrates me. Yeah, and she, I don't know and if she I is agree the with thing that. that. But she gets there and says, you didn't do the paperwork. It's not done. It's like, no, fuck it. I yeah. was bored. So let's do it. They get to the end and they go, and then Michael Schreck yeah. comes in and goes, I'm convinced. Let's do it again. And then mm-hmm. Michael has an idea. It's like, oh, well, let's do it again. And it's like, what the fuck? Why is, why is this <laughs> yeah. happening? But like that is the character of Jen though, is that she is kind of this bored higher being who like needs something interesting to be happening. She hasn't mm. had a case in 30 years. Why wouldn't she listen? Why wouldn't she like play a little game with them? Because you can play a game with somebody. You don't. Mm. It's the yeah. Again, it's the implications of what this does to this system you've built. Again, mm. like I. Well, that's like I think that goes a to a, a a bigger question: is 
who the fuck did build the system? Why is the system in place? Well, yeah, we'll get to that predictions. predictions. It's a whole other. The flip of that episode is that they They could turn around and find out that's really clever. Like they might come back around Mm. in two seasons and go, the gen stuff is works way better now knowing that. That's why I think it's really right now. It frustrates me. It's like, and when I was watching the episode, I felt exactly the same way as you. I'm like, what? We're standing in the one spot and we're doing something one way, but then it gets cancelled out. But. At the end of that episode when they reveal, okay, hang on, we thought we were playing by a certain thing of rules. And then they question it. They say, wait, why mm. should this be what the good place is? That's that's the yeah. moment when she gets intrigued and says, hey, maybe you're right, actually. Maybe things should be shaken up. Let's do a test yeah. to find because out. Because as so- far as we know... Because from the perspective of that we're given in this season, because it's really hard in this show because you never know like <laughs> yeah. what is actual truth. Sure. But as far as we know... Humans have never been experimented on in this way that has allowed them to grow. Mm -hmm. And so they have no proof that that is even possible. And because therefore the rules that are in place perhaps don't apply. And if you're a judge outside of the bad place and good place and you've been told that there's something else going on here that probably needs to be investigated so you can get a f- actually give a fair ruling, which is her job. That's what her existence is about, is giving a fair ruling. And you've just proven that the rules perhaps can't apply to these creatures. Then you probably need to investigate that. That's a fair point. I still wish she just was much, something more than being big. I just wish there was something more to her character than that. There was right. something to latch onto other than being hot damn drama. <laughs> like that just that was wasn't funny to me. That's no, when, that you, stuff was. when you book Maya Rudolph, you're gonna get Maya Rudolph. Yeah. And, but I, uh, and if you don't find Maya Rudolph funny, I, I do find Maya Rudolph funny. Ter- a terrible I person. don't find this character funny. <laughs> no, I disagree. Oh boy, I've got so many things to go through here. I don't even Great. know where to, where to go to next. We've sort of gone through a lot of it, though. Um, oh, I, can I can I bring up a thing? Yes, please. So, when the gang's on the train to the bad place, mm-hmm. and Cheedy is freaking out about lying, mm-hmm. haven't they been lying the whole time to the demons in yeah. the fake good place? Uh, that that doesn't make I, any I goddamn sense. I didn't understand it at all. It was It'll, really confusing. Um, what does he say? Something later, earlier in the episode, he said, "No, lying's fine as long as no one's getting hurt." He says that earlier in the season mm. um, when they're talking yeah. about... So, who's getting hurt? Because that's, that's what convinces Eleanor eventually mm. that she has to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, no one's getting hurt. Yeah. Um, it's set up so that there can be a gag later. Not just be a gag. That's I think they were trying all. to give Chidi a little bit more growth towards the end. Chidi, but gets, Chidi gets mangled up in his he does. little yeah. arc towards the last few episodes. Because that, that specific episode where he says lying is fine as, no, as long as nobody get hurt, gets hurt yeah. fucks everything to do with Cheaty because his whole problem with the boots was he had to lie to pretend that because that was that was instead of harming someone he was just gonna you know his say nice things got stuck mm. in the trolley track. I love the, I love the trolley stuff the <laughs> trolley stuff is so good I don't like it I, I love you it mainly because I'm, I like the ending with the scene between Michael and Cheedy. You didn't like that he had to kill five Shakespeare's to save one Santa Claus I love that I, I, I get very <laughs> bored of Cheedy very quickly and yeah. so if a episode is really focused around Cheedy, I get bored. The I thing that, that might be my appreciation of like high school level philosophy is where I <laughs> like the, the trolley problem. It could be it. The, I love how gory that moment became out of nowhere. Yeah. For a show that has never shown blood to have like bits of guts. It's, just, like, it's so full It was genu- like genuinely horrific. But <laughs> what's really bothering is that like Eleanor seems fine. She's like, yeah. oh, poor Cheedy. She's also being splattered <laughs> with blood and watching these people die. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, do you want to talk about just the ending as in the last episode and mm, what happens yeah. there? What do we think of like this new twist, this idea they're going to sort of not send them... Well, we don't really know. They may have been reinserted back into their lives, yeah, into again, the real world, or it's probably a simulation and they're... Again, I was worried when Eleanor first started instantly being good mm-hmm. and I thought that's just doesn't feel like what her character would do. So when she had that relapse and it felt a lot more natural... Mm. That really shows, okay, she did go to a huge effort in the good place because she had to overcome that hump that she couldn't get over in the real life. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the moment where she, you know, almost dies somehow inspires her to be a good person. I was like, well, the bad Eleanor that we knew at the beginning of last season would have, like, found the person who was meant to like be in control of the trolleys and be like, what the fuck is your problem? I'm going to get you fired. Yeah. You know, she would like, she immediately goes to blame. So I don't know why just because she almost died, it, she'd be like, oh, I'm going to be a good person now. It just didn't particularly ring true yeah, to me. Yeah, and I think like maybe they're hinting that, because Michael and Janet are sort of like influencing things a little bit on their side. Um, awesome return of Ted Danson to the bartender. Yeah. That, was, that was one of my side notes. Yeah, it was like, how good is it to see, <laughs> good is it to see Ted Danson when, as a barman? Oh, when he turned they knew around what they were doing. just like had the... Had yeah, the it was all about the shoulder. tea towel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, That's the shit. All about the tea towel. Did you have something... Were you saying something else then? Oh, who knows? No, that's right. That's right. I'll, <laughs> I'll just jump in. Yeah. Where are we? So no, the... Who are you? <laughs> the ending's interesting. I, I, It is a weird way they get there with mm. Eleanor, you're right. I kind of wish they just sort of maybe ended with Eleanor not dying and like, holy yeah. shit. She's and then out that's, in the that's, world. that's yeah. the twist and that's like, oh, okay, yeah. what happens next? And you can have a similar episode to this one um, or maybe doing it over a slightly longer period of time than, than one episode mm-hmm. and get to that after one or two episodes, get to Cheaty again. But at the start of next season, similar to what we did with... It was interesting that they went like a little bit leaking into it where, I, yeah, I thought for sure that they would just cut it a bit earlier. Yeah. I mean, they cut it at Cheaty and they're like trying to say, okay, yeah. so we can will we, have Cheaty next can season. Can we just have a blanket rule now that we don't discuss why Cheaty isn't speaking French because it's oh, all the internet yeah. can talk like, about. Yeah, he's got an American accent. think of that. It's, it's retconned. He's not French anymore. Just leave yeah. it at that because it's too hard to think that he's in the real world. He should have a French accent. Not only that. Well, the thing is they probably aren't in the real world. I mean, right? No, that's right. Yes. They the, the, the truth in, is he probably they probably aren't in the real world. They're in some kind of simulation. Yeah. yeah they're in yeah, some simulation, true. so it won't matter. So yeah. that'll be the reasoning. That works, yeah. That'll yeah. be the reasoning. Well, it's a shitty explanation, but we'll, we'll take but it. But man, when you, when you use Reddit as a platform to discuss things and every <laughs> second post is fucking... <laughs> shouldn't Judy be French? In that yeah. exact same um, shot, mm. though... I can't get over him being in a university and having an Australian flag behind him. Who the fuck has an Australian flag in their office? The Prime Minister doesn't even have an Australian flag in his office, I reckon. No one gives a shit. This is America. We don't have flags everywhere. Yeah, but how like, else were we meant to know where we are? Absolutely. Bro. Well, uh, you couldn't tell Sydney any other Airport. way. Yeah, it just doesn't look like Australia at all. At all. Yeah, what university is It's not one. It's St. John's University. It doesn't exist. Oh, it's yeah. not a real place. Also, like, wasn't he studying in Brisbane? Yes, yes, he was studying in Brisbane last night. Well, they, theoretically, he might have been between universities, right. I think. Let's just go with that. He doesn't okay. have to have always been in Brisbane, yeah. but yeah, he did mention Is Brisbane. It, it's season. interesting whenever an overseas thing says, oh, yeah, a famous Australian city, it's always Sydney. Melbourne never gets a look in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, ever. 
Oh, it's because Sydney's the famous one. It's the one that had yeah. the, the Olympics in the last in this Is that millennium. Is the only reason it's famous though? It's got the They're, Opera House and the Bridge. What does Melbourne have? Those are, okay, those are architectural landmarks. Yeah, but have you that been to Sydney for extended knows. period of time? Yeah, no, I know that living there sucks, but <laughs> visiting there, everyone knows what it's got. <laughs> Yeah, Melbourne, an American yeah. what does living has? in Ohio is not going to know where the fuck Melbourne is. They don't know what Flinders Street Station, and also I think Fed Square, or the MCG Melbourne's is. <laughs> Ontario as well. So if you oh, put it yeah. in an American show, they probably think you meant Canada, and not oh, Australia. Well, I, didn't I think even that's know that. right. It's true too. On- Ontario, on- oh, fuck, I'm Ontario. So sorry. On- I'm sorry. We're not Canadian. That's right. You guys call uh, it Melbourne. So Ontario. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Props for them not saying Brisbane. That gets thrown around. Ugh. That's true too. Yeah. Very good. Um, there's more evidence in this season that Parks and Rec takes place in the same universe as... Oh, yeah? Oh, there's more. I didn't pay attention. Well, it's only very small. So, oh. last time we talked about um, the fragrance yep. and then and the, the magazine. Ron's, on the magazine. Yeah, and, and the Swanson Safe. And yeah. the Swanson Safe. There's another magazine bit in here at the end of this season. Yeah. John Ralphio's champagne brand <laughs> of the uh, another celebrity baby magazine as well. So that's three references now to Parks and Rec stuff. Also, I would love to see John Ralphio on the bad place because you know yeah. he's there. Of course, it is. I would. If he could pay. just have a flash up. Yeah, yep. I, I would feel like he would really thrive that. in that yeah, environment he would, somehow. He somehow has got his way into like yeah. the network working there. He's he would annoy the demons <laughs> in there. <laughs> yeah. What was the one of the guys is from like Parks and Decapitation or like that's where Parks guys, and Decapitation. Was that it? That was a gag. It might have been. Oh, I missed that one. It was the um. I've watched it twice because there's like the Department of Toxic Masculinity, which I love that gag. Any last words? Final thoughts. That's why you always leave a note. Okay, some side notes. I'll start. Uh, Attempt. This is one of my favorite jokes. Just during that. The episode with all the different versions I loved. Attempt one number one hundred. Sorry, attempt at number one hundred nine. I've closed and locked the door. I just thought that was a great little gag. <laughs> where, where, where Eleanor walks in and goes, "Sorry, did I just hear you say I'm in the bad place?" Oh, yeah. At the very next version, <laughs> just instantly resets. <laughs> like that okay. is brilliant. I love that bit. comedic timing by uh, Ted Danson throughout that whole episode. And and editing is a big part of that too. But that was yeah. very very funny. I love that one. Um, I love when Vicky is asking for. Uh, ideas for torture and he gives her, her a book and she says I don't have time for that from now on just give me a one page report Trump that's yeah. a that's an intentional dig at Trump yeah. right I love that oh I, that was so I didn't good. catch yeah. that yep. yeah I don't want good. pictures <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, so do you think that Eleanor's test right was to choose to not go to the good place if if Tahani and without her friends without yeah. her friends right yeah did she kind of pass that the right way though she kind of just she didn't figure it out because she. Mm. Well, I mean, she did choose the right way. Well, she's yeah. She says but in her explanation that she knew what the right thing was, but she felt that she owed it to Cheedy to get his point of view, even though she was pretty sure that he was going to agree with what she felt as yeah. well, because um, he was you know going around in his brain as he does. And then ultimately, when he says the wrong thing, she's like, well, "No, you're not Cheedy." But she did get to that. Conclusion, conclusion herself. by yourself. But yeah. does that like is does that undermine the test if you know it's a test? Like at that point, you recognize, oh, it's definitely a test. But then later, the- she says she lies to her friends and says that she failed the test. I, I know I understand that, but it's more that the when she figures out the cheaty isn't really mm. cheaty, what she's oh, her, doing okay, is recognizing that it's a test. Right, yeah. Yeah. So the test yeah. should have been without knowing it's a test. Will yeah. she choose the right option here? Yeah. But she does. She recognizes yeah. the test and then makes but the I choice based on that information. But I think she recognizes it's a test because Cheedy chooses the wrong 
choice. Well, Chidi, no, she says it's because Chidi isn't being Chidi because Chidi's too certain. He wouldn't be. Yeah. He would never. And you think he says the word forget eth- ethics for a second. Yeah. And she's like, he would never say that. <laughs> so it's the recognize. It's recognizing that he's not Chidi. Yes, that's but the- she recognized that he's not Chidi because he isn't morally philosophizing. Yeah. Fuck that word. He's not being cheaty. Yeah. I, I see so what you're saying. She, so who, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I'm just saying, but because of that, because she knows that Cheetah will choose the right thing and he will go through all of those processes to get to the right thing. That's how she. But again, it's the same thing. It. It's like, not, I, I get what you're like saying. It's like she yeah. recognizes that, well, this is obviously a test. And based on this, the answer must be rather than actually making that choice mm. herself. I just think it's, yeah. it's a little bit of a cheat for her to do it that way. I didn't think of it, but. Yeah. She's because she's yeah. not. She's, it, that would right. be her, a her big concern for me if it wasn't made clear that she would have chosen that anyway. I agree, know? and that yeah. does yeah. help. That yeah. that's that's. I like. I, see, I really liked her test there. I loved Tahani's test, even though she failed it. It was like a nice Tahani's test is really one. good. Mm. Um, and very funny too. The whole thing, like, yeah, I think it's Prince Charles. No, Prince William, Prince. Um, Harry and Prince, yeah. and like, <laughs> or Winston Churchill and Freddie Mercury, Freddie Mercury. Yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. Like, there's some really great. Oh, there'll be plenty of Fergies in the good place. <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that. That, that were quite there'll good. Be Fergie plenty. Fergie yeah. plenty. Thank you. Um, yeah. To have those ones, and then Jason's just be yeah, play this video game against the team you don't like. Um, I find chi- Jason's one confusing. I don't. Apparently, I get Jason's it. one that he was meant to ask like, if he couldn't play. Impulse control was that what it was? I guess so. You were just uh, a, does yeah. that align with what, what his, his problem, problem is? is? No. No, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and I've already said it before, but Cheedy just having to choose two hats was I know it was it was played for gags, but it undermined the uh, the serious tests of development that Tahani and Eleanor it had really to go through. It really does feel well, yeah, you're hundred percent right. The mm. boys get off with just these silly little gags and yeah. the girls have real moments of like yeah, well, I was ready Character. for that episode to be like a real, okay, this is a final delving into what they've learned. Yeah. No, I agree. doesn't quite work. Um, I don't want to go too much into spoilers here, but this show is becoming a lot. You know how you said last time, someone said, maybe you, Sean, that Michael Schur talked to Lost Riders about this? That was me. Yeah. That was you? Thank you, mm-hmm. Damask. Sorry. To I'm give always me- forgotten. I'll just- Because oh, no. of my boobs and my vagina. I was going to say, I'll it. just give <laughs> your give accomplishments to a, to a man. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. Um. Yeah, he spoke to Lost Riders. Mm. I can see why now. Like yeah. the the deeper oh, this yeah. rabbit hole goes, goes the yeah. more this becomes lost. It's like, so tell it me like, what not yeah. to do. Yeah, flash flashbacks, mm-hmm. and then flash sideways into alternate realities, yep. and like I can where see things are different. the plates being balanced. And there were so many points. I was like, oh, are you gonna drop it? No, okay, you got still. Well, got I it. think the French accent might have been the dropping. I well, but okay. I guess not because I think we all pilot, agree that says, it's a. That's the thing that I can easily say. Okay, retconned, whatever. Oh, but no, but because also like, like I think we can all agree character. that it's a simulation, though, right? Well, uh, yeah. I, we so assume in that that's context, what we're of course, out. and I'm sh- maybe he thinks Eleanor's speaking French. I don't fucking know, but I imagine that's what would come yeah. by because they don't know each other. They can't even yeah. know that they don't remember knowing each other. They can't even know that that's incorrect. Yeah. until. They get to the end of it and go, oh, yeah. I thought you were speaking French the whole time. Yeah. 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 So I don't actually think it's, that's I, a mistake. It probably won't be. Yeah. yeah. It probably won't be. Yeah. Um, what about you guys? Any side notes? Sad notes. I, I just love that Michael is wearing Transformers movie cologne. And when he enters, Ellen oh, says, I love that. why, why do, you do you smell loud and confusing? confusing? <laughs> 
very good. And the, <laughs> when they pull into the station at the bad place, there's a Pirates of the Caribbean six poster, which is, <laughs> which I is didn't like see that. I mean, cause <laughs> I didn't see that either. How it's many? Great. How many movies? I think there's like five. Five. Okay, there's five currently. So that is near enough in the future yeah. that it's really realistic that that's going to happen. Yeah. But such a bad place thing. Like they they really nail the tone of the bad place because yeah. it's not like it's Pirates of the Caribbean 11 or like no. or Jaws 9 whatever the gag in Back to the Future is yeah. um, it's, oh, they I agree. just get the accuracy so I love well. the bad place the I bad love place. it yes. so much yep. um, speaking of being in the bad place I love Tahani as an American yeah yeah. yeah. NASCAR ketchup <laughs> it's just, just do you know what I was thinking though that's just her not putting on an accent Wait, that's just her. That's just what that's, Eleanor. That's would what hear Eleanor her? would hear as normally. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because she's putting on the English accent the entire time. Yeah. I thought you meant her actress wasn't English, but she turned. No, she's very English. She's very English. Extremely. Actually, I watched the gag reel recently, and she says bollocks a lot. So Does she, she really? She is that's very adorable. English. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Um, I love drunk Janet. Drunk she Janet. makes yeah. me very happy. Hey, Janet, cuties. every version of Janet is a good version of <laughs> Janet. True, there is no bad Janet. I love I mean, like, bad Janet. I, mean, yeah. Yeah. No I love good Janet trying to be bad. Yeah. Like when yeah. she sucks at it, yeah. it's so adorable. Oh, <laughs> cute. So what a cutie. Yeah. Um, also, when Janet explains Derek as, you know, his brain is wrong. And I was like, yeah. well, I guess Janet has a type then, doesn't she? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's or suddenly Derek's character makes way yeah, more sense. Yeah, see, in that's that interesting. <laughs> that's her trying to. Okay, this is what I know. I like about a man. Yeah, and it's yeah. Oh, there you go. We've gotten deeper. And she made it. She made a person. To, like she made a child. Like it's her child that he's her boyfriend, and she likes a man child. Yeah. That's yeah. why he says goodbye, mummy girlfriend. No, no, I get no. I, no, I, I love that line, but it's more like just applying that to Jason. Yeah. Does give some insight there. That's kind of interesting. Okay, yeah. I still don't like Derek much, but yeah, go on. <laughs> I think that's all of my like little tidbit notes. All right, favorite and least favorite episode, starting with least favorite episode, Sean. Yeah, as I said, it's a confusing one because it's Derek because all the episodes up until that episode have been in the same situation. Like they're trying to avoid detection. They're just sort of going about their lives as they were in the first season. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the episode that it just started feeling a bit tired to me. Yep. I'm like, okay, where are we Where are we going to go? Janet's made a boy. This feels like a one-off that makes no difference to the plot, even though it totally did because that's the reason he's a plot device when he comes back. It's important for Janet's development as a character. Um, but then Harvard- I'd argue it's not that important to, to Janet's character uh, yeah, you're right it's not it's it's they make an effort for it to be mildly important yeah. is what it is rather than just not but I feel like you could just easily cut this episode out and the show wouldn't suffer for it yeah I agree what about you Damask least favorite episode look this is gonna be um, controversial <laughs> it's episode five the trolley problem that's okay. Mm. It's That's right. it has like it's, I said, it's got a whole lot of cheaty. Yep. And while I mean, I love that Michael learns how to be vulnerable in reaction to feeling shame. I really, really like that. Um, it's just not a very interesting episode to me. Seeing cheaty tortured isn't that fun or humorous. And don't even get me started on the Jason Tahani stuff. Yeah. Where are we up to with that? In, is that the bit where they're getting counselling from? I think so. Yeah. From yeah. Janet. Yeah. yeah. That's this. The same thing I have with Derek where the gags of an episode can't save the overall uh, plot of the episode. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. 
My least favorite episode is episode nine, Leap of Faith. I had a hard time choosing this Leap one. Leap into faith. Leap into faith. Yeah, sure. More better translators. Oh, God, I'm cheating. <laughs> um, I, I found this difficult to choose because I don't think there is really any bad episodes outright anyway, but I yeah. do think that the back half all has a similar problem. And to me, this is the episode that best demonstrates that. It's the same thing yeah. that you have with Derek, but... Like, I don't. I don't find this episode funny. I don't think it's particularly funny. There's no, I'm not getting no insight on any characters, mm-hmm. um, and it gets rushy, and it gets very rushy. It's just yeah. plot, 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 plot. Oh, cool. Yeah, we've solved that problem, but that's all that yeah. achieved. Also, mm-hmm. Eleanor, like just knowing everything that Michael's trying to communicate through code, yeah, is like I know the buzzword that you hate is convenience. Yeah, it's just very. Well, even when I was watching that through for the second time, that scene, yep. I was trying to pick up on the Me points. Me too, like, and I was still like, I don't no, get no way what he's saying here. I'm s- it, it's very tortured, that whole thing. Like the whole like, yeah. so the three, the four things that go together and even the one like how Cheaty's the one who first figures out that they're meant to go under the trains. He reacts before we even see the flashback to it. I'm like, it's, uh, it just feels very, yeah tedious yeah, the entire thing and Ted Danson is acting the shit out of it like he's oh. really trying with what he's got there but it just yeah comes across as a bit forced mm. it's just yeah it's yeah it's just, it's full of like and trying to fill in plot like plot stuff as well the whole thing with like having Janet do a scan she scans everything except the train yeah. and they, it's all and of we, that like, we know, we like know what the ending is going to be right. a lot had to go so right yeah. and had yeah. to be so and so because so much had to go right so much has to be explained mm-hmm. and there's just no time there's, for yeah, it's, it's there's no room for anything else and we like it, we know going into it well I don't know I had the, I was just thinking yep Michael's on their side they wouldn't have put all this into his character for him to suddenly yeah, turn yeah. I think that was yeah. so we're just exactly. waiting through you're like yep 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 okay there it is you didn't need to explain all that to yeah, me yeah exactly right mm-hmm. uh, favourite episode Sean you can go first again my favourite episode which surprised me when I was re-watching it was Best Self um, uh, I almost put that as my least favourite what episode number is that I, that's the balloon one that was one. gonna be it's episode uh, yeah, 10 right. I think it was gonna 10. be my, I actually enjoyed it more the second time around same than yeah. I did the first time it yeah. was gonna be my least favourite episode until I rewatched it and I don't like the gag of going onto the balloon um, goes on for a bit too long yeah. I think but the overall thing of that episode uh, yeah them establishing their best selves uh, the thing that I really love about that episode is that right at the end, it's when the good place gets destroyed. Yeah, we've got that yeah. cool animation of it all falling like into that. each other. That's great because that's a show going. Okay, point of no return. Everything about it up to this point is gone. It's yeah. kind of scary. You're like, it What's was at happen? that moment. I yeah. got, I got tingles. Yeah. I was like, man, a sitcom. I was has erect. Never was- <laughs> done this to even even the reveal of the first season. Yeah, mm. that like. That hit me pretty hard, but this one I was like, "Damn, this is a huge move they've done yeah. here." Yeah, no, I agree with that. That that ending yeah. is very, you can never very cool. Never go home again. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. And I like, like, I just it was really nice having them getting drunk together, having just a nice, genuine bonding time. I felt like Michael's character had finally achieved full it, fruition. It was the breath, like the eye of, well, no, what's that word? The calm before the storm. It was the moment yeah. they took to have a breath. Yeah, I don't. Think I think it's a little. I, I think they're retreading a lot of ground in that bit. Oh yeah, which is the bit that's like. Sometimes it does feel like I know what the path the path of all these characters has to be. I know what 
Tahani has to do to, to improve. I know what Eleanor has to do and she's mostly done it. I know what Chidi has to do. So when they just keep going over the same problems, I'm a little bit like... Okay. Oh, don't get me wrong. It's my to be doing issue with Chidi, yeah. I think, a lot I'm, of the time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not 100% happy with... Um, it, it feels a little muddled with everyone's sort of uh, arc where they end up going. Well, not where they end up going, but the journey there gets a bit bumpy towards the end, I agree. Um, just that episode felt like a nice breather after having so many episodes in a sort of yeah. stagnant place mm. and it felt just like a breath of fresh air. Yeah. I, I think that is one of the issues with knowing that we have rebooted these characters from the arc of season one yeah. and then when we really get to know them or when that, that journey for this version of them begins, like they've only known each other for a week. Yeah, it's So it's really hard true. to kind of not yeah, retread wow. that stuff, it which yeah. as a viewer isn't particularly fun, but I see why they're doing it. It was always my worry about mm. this season was that we have to start again. And they yeah. do a good job of skipping that, of mm-hmm. making you believe that they understand enough and they come to enough revelations about that but it does feel like they've barely been there at all yeah. yeah i think the thing is though i think they actually give it a time frame it's fairly long it's like six months to a yeah. year it doesn't feel like it but it feels like about yeah. a week yeah, yeah exactly. and that's which is hard when yeah. i watched really it the hard. second time i got the timeline a bit more and it helped it made it feel less rushed mm. because when i was watching it i like watched it all in one day yeah and it just really like the pacing was a bit too fast for me yeah, yeah. but knowing that they were it's because they wanted to get to a goal and had a lot of ground to cover. I forgive them a bit for I, it. I think that's a bit that I, I... That's my whole explanation of the second half, though, is I can just feel them steamrolling towards that goal and not stopping. Which is interesting that they went... Seven episodes of being essentially in the same place, that it could have been stretched out a little bit more had they just taken the second half and leaked it into the first half a bit yeah. quicker. Mm-hmm. I think so. Then again, like actually logistically doing that's another story. I, th- I mean, it's, oh, yeah. it's almost uh, partly it's they're hamstrung by the 22-minute time frame they give themselves. Mm. And Those episodes could episodes. just be two or three minutes longer sometimes. Yeah. I feel like they'd have room to just breathe. They'd be able to yeah. put pace If they and were deliberate just timing. on Netflix and not on NBC, I think they'd probably yeah. be And they had every now and again was a 28-minute episode. Yeah. It would be fine. Yeah. I don't want them to do what happened with... Arrest Development Season 4, which is a no. fucking train wreck where they <laughs> let them go off the rails with the episode lengths. Yeah. But just that, giving them that breathing space mm. would have been helpful. Mm. That being said, the second half does have a sense of urgency to it, which I think does help their situation. Yeah, it does. Although there's there's a sense of danger, definitely. Mm. But yeah, yeah I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, my favourite episode is Episode 2, Dance Dance Resolution, because I just loved what they were doing with it. I was so excited by it. It made me... I was just, I was like, this is going to be fantastic if they mm-hmm. can run with this ball for the rest of the season. And they didn't, but um, it got me quickly invested in what they were doing with Michael. Michael gets a lot of attention in the first half of the season. I loved everything that Ted Dancer was doing. And I really want to give an honorable mention to Michael and Janet because that episode is so good. It's yeah. mainly it's yeah. mainly just our two best actors in a room yeah. just doing it, <laughs> just, just talking. And it's fucking engaging and, and awesome. Any other. It's a tough one to do because it's such an almost unbelievable relationship when you analyze it. But that's what's amazing that episode achieves so much. Exactly, exactly. But it also feels like because they let themselves push the other four basically out of the episode, then they they all show up for one gag basically. Yeah. But they just let two characters talk so they Mm -hmm. get the breathing room they don't normally get when they're trying to service all of them at once. And so... 
because I think these a lot of these things can be achieved in 22 minute episodes if you give yourself the room. Yeah. And they did in that episode and it fucking is great. Yeah. yeah. I think one thing I love about the Michael and Janet relationship is, you know, we hear people like Sean and Vicky kind of talk about Michael derisively. Like he's clearly always been an outsider, even in mm, the yeah. in the bad place. He's never fit in. He's always been a bit kooky. So Janet really was his first friend, his first person who we yeah. could really talk to. And then on reflection, you actually go, Oh yeah, that no, that makes sense. I think I, the first time I watched that episode, I was like, I like this. I'm not sure if it's hitting me quite as hard as I would like it to. Um, but on the rewatch, and I kind of saw their relationship a little clear. I was like, oh no, that's actually yeah. beautiful. Yeah. It's close friends. Cool. Yeah, close <laughs> friends. Do we want to keep watching? Look, you might want to hear my favorite episode. I don't know, bros. I, th- I thought we already did that. No. What's your favorite episode, Damas? <laughs> that was my so, favorite episode you're thinking of, Broads. We so talked about again, this so long. So rude to me. <laughs> All episode. Uh, my I've, got, I've, I've replaced you. Sean's here now. <laughs> right, I'm going to pushed you out. Um, <laughs> my miss. <laughs> episode 10. Uh, it's the one where they actually go to the bad place. Oh, okay. I love it because the stakes are so high. Yeah. I am just like on the edge of my seat at this point. Um, you know, I'm excited. I love the world building. I love that we get to see it. I love yeah. that we get to interact with these fucked up weirdos. Yeah. I love Tahani as an American. <laughs> yeah. um, it's also nice to see Jason have um, what feels like a real function. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's able to move within that world and also like helps them get out of a really sticky situation. Yeah, true. And ends with Michael's sacrifice. Which, yeah, that, that moment's pretty cool. You know, oh, was beautiful. It's, it's a shame it happens... Wow. While the credits are rolling, sometimes I feel like those moments. I just wish that the oh, credits weren't going at the I bottom at the cre- same time. Yeah. Credits are like at the start. Not that it happens here, but at the start of shows as well, when credits are going like fifteen minutes into the episode, and you're yeah. still seeing names of who produced Breaking Bad like <laughs> popping up. Are you speaking about one very specific specific episode of Breaking Bad? Because oh, Aussie Mandy is the best episode of the show, and the title sequence doesn't happen until halfway through the episode. They just hold open <laughs> for yeah. like twenty minutes. Like, we're not going to interrupt <laughs> this it's, with words. It's the best. It's so is, good. This is from like a really dated law that says like soon people have to be credited twice. Is that? The, I, I don't know, know. That's the case with movies, which is why you often have uh, names at the start, or else you have, in the case of Marvel, like an end artsy credit sequence and then just the black scrolling uh, is that right um, I'm not I sure if that. they have to do that in TV actually no they don't have to do it in TV but yeah they do have to credit it at some point which is why they do it at the start during the show yeah to mm. save time just thought of another thing I liked about the bad place as well mm. just it's the first line you hear when they get in there it's like the trains will be running three, <laughs> three hours, hours late just like they do every, every day, day. <laughs> I love just the stupidity of that yeah yeah <laughs> yeah they just and just like the, the bad place. food and just there's mirrors next to the toilets and stuff. So <laughs> yeah. it just really confronts you with what you're doing. Yeah. I really loved the bad place. I thought it was great. And yeah, being able to see Janet try to be bad yes. is yeah. great. And then succeed at being bad in the next episode. Um, do we want to keep watching? Of course. I'm so excited for season three. I'm so fucking pumped. S- probably September will be back. Probably September. Yep. I can't wait to see what they do. They it's just fascinating. Keep, they keep upping themselves. I didn't think they would be able to up themselves as much as they did last season, and they just went and did it further. Well, I'm a yes on this as well. But let's take this into predictions, hopes, concerns. The premise we're left with is mm. that Eleanor 
and Chidi and presumably the other two are all either back in real world or in a simulation of the real world Mm -hmm. and that they're going to have to find each other. At least she's found Chidi and Mm -hmm. Chidi is going to teach her how to be a good person again and vice versa. She's going to help him improve and that that should probably happen again. So are we going to have a retread of season one just in the real world this time? This is where I think Jason is finally going to get a good character development because he's going to be in his situation and he's going to have to make choices about things rather than just being the dumb tag along. He's back in his own world. Is the show... Do you think the show's going to stay in this for a while? Do you think this is something that'll just be I, over in a couple of episodes? Like they kind of did? Like, yeah. I think maybe they it might be a half it. season arc maybe? Yeah, probably half. And then the and next then half. what? I don't know. That's what's that's exciting. The, that's the good thing about this show no, is I'm that a, you can't mm. predict it. But I mean, no, I yet. think if in... Okay, so they're in this simulation and just say they do prove that morality is just this discussion about something that's metaphysical as opposed to how the bad place and good place see it as like this quantifiable real thing that exists. So if they prove that, then what then is – I'm assuming they'll be taking out of the simulation and then what happens to – all the beings that exist within the good place and bad place. Is that yeah. are we gonna see some this sort of like when, destruction of that? This oh, is when knows? you have an awesome chance for actors to play like really famous people from history all in the like the one episode. That'd be interesting. Mm. I'd I'd love that. Um Yeah, I I think I think you're right. I think we'll be there for a little while. Uh, I'm just wondering whether does the show lose its charm if it's just set in the real world for a while? Like it's so over the top and larger than life for its first two seasons. It's fantasy and then it's going to have to be set in reality. Mm. Yeah. Or a version of reality. Does it lose some of what makes it the good place if it's not that? I wonder if they'll have an element where it's like the Truman Show where we see kind of those in the bad place and the good place watching it and kind of – yeah. Going along as as we are, the audience kind of rooting for people and like yeah. seeing situations kind of arise and like what's going to happen. I, like I don't really I, know how they're going to do it, but I can see Eleanor, how it could be exciting. I can mm-hmm. see Eleanor having a moment of maybe realisation that things aren't what they are and she sort of acknowledges She's going to once a, again realise this isn't the real place. Yeah, m- maybe not to She'll that extent. She'll realise that that bartender I, looked a lot like Ted Danson. <laughs> she is, yeah. He, yeah, that's... So in that universe, Cheers doesn't exist. What are they? No. Yeah, it's a. It's Nor a does Parks and Recreation. I don't place. know what their sitcoms look like, <laughs> but it must be shit. Uh, there was something I was going to say about that as well. Oh yeah, how does this? If this is a simulation, mm. what's the end point? Do they have to grow up? Like grow old and die. Like does Cheaty and Eleanor? Do no. they grow old together and die, having been good people? And no. like, well uh, done, you will stay good people forever. And you, no. uh, I wonder if it's like the simulation maybe. because in- well, Eleanor did be- become a good person for a while. Like, how long did she have to keep doing that for before they went? Okay, proved your point. Yeah. Well, I wonder if it's going to be like that simulation in Rick and Morty at the arcade. <laughs> Where Morty goes in and he What's lives his, like yeah. a whole life, and then he comes out and he's the still man. like this young Where's boy. My wife? Like, <laughs> 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 like that'd be pretty funny, sure. but who knows? <laughs> that would be great. That would be good. All right, I got a prediction. I don't know how true it is. I think what you're saying is very interesting. The idea that they've just they prove that this system is broken, mm. right? Here's my theory on the entire show. My theory is they've been in the good place the entire time, sort of. Right? Basically. The bad place hasn't existed for a while. Mm-hmm. It used to, but a realization was made that it was a bad, unfair system, like we've discussed, mm-hmm. and was deleted. Instead, humans who don't qualify for the good place, such as our main four, after death, 
and former bad place employee, employees, such as Michael, are put through the good place inverted commas, good place inverted commas process. Mm-hmm. So this is like, so the good place inverted commas was the bad place, the good place. This is like this whole thing, wow. right? To help them grow into the best versions of themselves and earn their way posthumously into the real Ooh. good place. Right. So it wasn't, it wasn't just, so the, the good place was really the bad place set by Michael. This bad place was really the good place set up to not just help the the four, but also Michael, who's like a yeah. demon. I have wondered them. if this was also a simulation for Michael. It's definitely. Yeah. I think it's definitely a simulation for Michael yeah. too. I think that's really important yeah, to the show. That's if it really is. interesting, actually. So I'm convinced that the the ultimate the title of the show ends up being true, right? Mm. It's set up to be the good place, and it is actually always the good place, yep. or at least the test to get into the good place. Yeah, and that's what they're going to end Getting up then, like Inception levels. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Then we that's, look back on things like. The judge and stuff, and, and realize all of that, why makes, that makes so sense. much more yeah. sense when they're doing. So remember in season one how they kept having to like come up with harebrained ways to make them not do things. So when they when make they not do things. so when Eleanor said, um, "I'm going to the bad place," and then that yeah. guy walks in and goes, "Oh, I found that weird loophole." <laughs> right? The yeah. judge sort is sort of fulfilling the same role. Yeah. Role where she keeps like the bit where she does, "Oh, I'll show you the photos I've taken," mm. right? And then conveniently, that's enough time to stall until Michael gets there, and Michael is conveniently saved by Janet, who could very well be being manipulated, and. Everybody else in there is an actor from the good place pretending to be people from the bad place mm. to get Michael through the simulation. Oh, that'd be fun. I, I, <laughs> that's my prediction. I both hope you're right and hope you're wrong because you've just spoiled it all for me. I know, I'm are. sorry. <laughs> but it just, I don't know. <laughs> that would be cool. I it, could, yeah. It mainly worked for me when I, when I got to that conclusion because I think then that makes the title of the show clever sense. and true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's true. like you look back and go, it was... Lost the whole time. <laughs> it was lost. <laughs> they are As found. Jason said, it was all a dream. So, there you go. Mm. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he picked the first twist which, when he said it was like just like a punk show. Yeah. So, maybe yeah. he's picked it again. There was a line that Tahani said as well this season about maybe I'm in the good place and you're in the bad place and I'm being tested. Like, how does that even work? She's like, I don't know. And I was like, you might be one quarter right there. Yeah. Maybe you're all in the good place and being tested. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, anyway. You know what's going to be amazing? What's that? Rewatching this show when it's all finished. Yes. I think that's going to be pretty There's incredible. There's so much rewatchability every time a season comes out. It makes you recontextualize you go, oh, everything yeah. before yeah. it. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. Okay. I think that's enough talking. If you would like to contact us, you can do so by finding us at our website, www.huntingseasonspodcast.com, which is now completely up to date with all the episodes. Oh my They've finally been put up. Um, so it's nearly, nearly complete. The website—it's mostly there. Wait, if you is want it to complete it or is it not complete? Right? The, the, the podcast, <laughs> the episodes are there. The about page is fifty percent done. You can also contact us on Facebook by searching for Hunting Seasons or finding us on Twitter by uh, looking for the at Hunting Seasons cast profile. You can email us at contact at huntingseasonspodcast.com. You can find myself, Broderick Gordis, on Twitter at B Gordis, B-G-O-R-D-E-S. And if I'm being honest, most of this week has just been spent liking and retweeting things about gun control in the US. So <laughs> maybe maybe come back next week for that one. What about you, Damask? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Maskymu, M-A-S-K-Y-M-O-O. On Twitter, yeah, I was just telling the NRA to go fuck themselves. Yep. Go on. Fuck. You know what? I'm, I'm actually leaving. <laughs> nah, fuck it. 
What, 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 what up with you, Sean? What no, else? Who cares? No, what no, else? Care. no I'm, what having, else? No, I'm, what I'm else? having a tanty. I'm having a tanty now. Go, what Sean. Else? What else? I do have important things to say on my uh, social media accounts at Shawnee Boy Draws on both Instagram and Twitter because I post silly drawings. Of <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> just love the way you framed that. That was great. And you can also find me on Vero. Uh, just just at, my, at my name, Sean Kirkpatrick, because oh, that's what nice. they do. Oh. It's just your name. Amazing if you can get your actual name. It's such a fresh thing. You can actually but get Sean But you can be anything. Like that's the thing. You, you, you but how do no I distinguish you from name? the other one million Sean Kirkpatrick's in the world? Look at me bloody picture. <laughs> I don't know. Be the same as Facebook, right? I don't know. I don't know I anything about <laughs> what they're doing with this crazy, wacky thing. In a month's time, it's going to be revealed as a giant scam. And I'm actually, I'm, I'm already I'm worried. worried yeah. <laughs> somehow hacked my phone and got my personal information. When on they phone. asked for my phone number, I was like, okay. Lots of them do go. that. Now, yeah, that's security measure. Facebook does it. What else did you have to say, Damask? Oh, look, <laughs> what else did you I was just going to say that on my Instagram, I've just been posting pictures of my cat. You have. <laughs> Lots of Millie. That's it. That was literally it. Millie's please. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much to Sean Kirkpatrick for our wonderful Hunting Seasons logo and graphics. He's told you where you can find his work. Uh, thank you to Jordan Calavis for our Hunting Seasons theme song. You can find his work at soundcloud.com slash classicjrex. And thank you to Lucas Heil for our bumpers. <laughs> I'm going to get it naturally soon, Lucas. I'm really sorry. Lucas Heil for our bumpers. You can find his work at birthdayloyaltyclub.com and I really highly suggest you check that one out or look for them on YouTube as well. They're so funny. Their stuff is hilarious. Um, If you would like to, we'd really love you to give us a review um, on iTunes or on Google Play or wherever you happen to listen to us. Some stars thrown our way would be amazing or share us around with people you think might enjoy the show too. Next week, Damask and I will be back to talk about The Wire Season 3. Shawnee, thank you very much for coming on this episode. You're so welcome. And we'll have you back for sure for The Good Place Season 3, probably this time next year, basically, by the time it's done. Um, And hopefully before then, if we find something else that you want to talk about. No, no. Or not. (laughs) And on that note, thank you very much for listening. We will see you next time. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. Earbuds, Melbourne's podcast network. Earbudsnetwork.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. 
That's stamps.com. Code program.